Welcome back, everybody, to Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. I am the LA nerd, Joel Reeves, and with me, as always, Taylor Salen. Hey, yo. How's it going, everybody? And Lawrence Merling. Hi, friends. Um, uh, It's got to be a long one today, folks, so strap in. <laughs> and Taylor, give me those sweet, smooth jams. Wooka wooka. gonna be one hell okay. of a roller coaster ride Joel. it's gonna be a long one so <laughs> let's try to blow. starting to go up the lift hill we haven't even we haven't even gotten to the theme park yet dude. we're like that's how that's how long this is we like we we just woke just up got and in like, the car yeah we just got in the car to drive to the theme park and the theme park's like an hour away um <laughs> so we're gonna start with our car games first yeah. yes let's try to blow through these what we've been watching as fast as we can yeah um I have like three things to talk about. Who has the least amount to talk about? I have two. Most of mine, you guys have talked about mm. that I finally watched. <laughs> so cool. We'll, wanna, st- yeah. we'll start with you. Yeah, Great. Um, so I did the uh, the Taylor Disney Plus double feature mm, nice. the other night of uh, Waking Sleeping Beauty and Howard. If you didn't watch or if you didn't listen to last week's podcast. You can hear Taylor's POV on that. Yeah, and if you um, didn't, what is wrong with you? <laughs> um, I enjoyed them. I there was a lot in both of these that I didn't know. A lot of information that you know, I am a Disney file, and I know a lot of history about the company and about you know the projects and stuff. But there was there was some stuff in this that I didn't know, and I found it very fascinating. And it was it was a good double feature, like you said, Taylor, because there. I mean, they use the same footage through parts of them. Yeah. Um. But basically, in Waking Sleeping Beauty, when they talk about Howard Ashman, um, some of those same clips end up in the Howard documentary too. But mm-hmm. um, and yeah, like you said, uh, with that portion in particular, is kind of gloss like a glossy overview in waking sleeping beauty and then howard dug deeper into the man and i really liked the howard documentary because they also talked about his non-disney projects Mm -hmm. um his off-broadway stuff which i'm also a fan of um and i thought they both were done really well and it was fun in waking sleeping beauty to see the behind the scenes footage from the studio yeah it's kind of incredible like i said that that footage like let alone that it exists, but like that they were able to find like all those moments, you know, out of probably the hundreds of thousands of hours of footage yeah. that was captured, you know? Yeah. So I would, uh, if you're into that kind of thing, definitely, I would also recommend it. Um, I also finally caught up on all of Brooklyn nine, nine. Mm, so nice. it's a sad day. Mm. Um, cause I have no more to watch right now. <laughs> Did you guys see that Canadian Brooklyn nine, nine remake? No. Okay, so they I th- you you have to look it up when this is over. There's this Canadian uh production company that got permission to do, you know, just like you know how like we did the office. Yeah. So on and so forth. They got permission to do a Brooklyn 99 remake and it is fucking eerie. It's almost a shot for shot 
like remake of the mm. show. Oh, wow. And the trailer is so creepy because it's like, that's not Andy Samberg. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's in French and it is fucking weird. That's funny. Absolutely. But anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, not, nothing really to update except that I caught up on it all. And uh, finally, you know, I'm excited for the, the new season whenever that comes out. Um, and then I also, speaking of Andy Samberg, watched Palm Springs, mm. finally. Nice. Um, Good I thought shit. it was interesting. It was cute. Uh, not super, super surprising in the twists, but mm-hmm. it was a fun watch. Um, and then I started a new show, to me, a new to me show called Over the Garden Wall. Have either of you heard of it? No, I don't um, no. It was on Cartoon Network and they're very short episodes um but the best way i can describe it is like um uh, it's like an like a gothic gravity falls interesting so it's it's like weird and quirky like that but it's more gothic fairy tale than necessarily supernatural um oh. but yeah it's cute if you're into those kind of things a friend of mine was watching it and said it had me written all over it so the fact that i hadn't watched it was like a fallacy to her yeah so i started watching it and it's cute and it's a quick like i said there most of the episodes are like 12 minutes long so it's a very quick oh that's extremely short yeah yeah that's good that's like web Um, series like kind of like yeah so i don't know actually i haven't done research on the show to know if it just kind of aired between shows on Cartoon Network for a while or if it was paired with something else Mm. i'm not sure but like how um, between hunger force was back in the day yeah it would just be like a little 12 minute episode before like another show yeah but it's um the main character is voiced by elijah wood oh Oh, wow yeah cool and um oh my gosh i am blanking on his name doc brown christopher lloyd also plays a recurring character holy shit yeah it has a couple big names throughout so that's awesome heck yeah yeah so it's pretty much uh everything i've been watching so far nice dope all right, how about you, T? Uh, me, I have been watching actually a lot of stuff, but nothing that's like, quote unquote, super like super new. Actually, now that I think about it, I did watch three things, so I'm sorry I lied about that earlier. Uh, the the most recent one was uh, Project Power. Have you guys watched this film yet? The Netflix mm-hmm. blockbuster? I did a uh, shout out to my own YouTube channel. I did a trailer reaction for it. Mm. Um, I have yet to watch the sh- the movie itself. And what were your um, what were your impressions on the movie? I didn't get to catch that one, or on the trailer for the movie, I should say. Sorry. A, how dare you? Yeah. B, I, uh, I don't know. It looked interesting. I could tell it wasn't going to be a great movie. Yeah. Um, but the concept is cool, and I like JGL, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna probably get really high and watch it at some yeah. point. Yeah. The um, idea of being able to get a random superpower for five minutes whenever you want. Uh, seemed cool so yeah. I'm sure they found a way to fuck it up somehow but <laughs> what did you think about it it, it was fine I, you're pretty much right in that assessment yeah. like there's there's definitely a little bit I more figured. there's a little bit more nuance um, that I you know can't really talk about without getting into spoilers but yeah. um, my assessment of the movie is it's not terrible and it's also not great like it's just it's <laughs> fine you know like it doesn't That's pretty much what i said in my youtube trailer yeah. thing i was like it looks like it's, it's gonna be okay it's, it's serviceable you know and like it's it's good in a fun way you know and it's there's definitely some fun to be had i think especially with um, like you said jgl and, and jamie fox i don't think they've actually ever done a movie together so it's fun to see them team up um and yeah i mean it's it's really interesting because it's like actually set in the city of new orleans which oh. um which actually adds a lot of like contextual 
uh, weight to the movie, especially when you take in like. Would you say that the city is a character in itself? Oh, well, it it is. It is. It really like it really adds this like texture to the movie that like you don't normally see. You know what I mean? It's not like glossy yeah. New Orleans. Like it's the real New Orleans. And obviously, I've never been, but you can tell by watching the movie. And um, right. it's just funny though how how they use the city and the context of what happened uh, during Katrina as sort of like a basis for thematic sort of exploration that doesn't ever really quite get finished. It's like you present the idea, but it's never really fully explored. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's worth checking out, but it's also not going to blow anybody's socks off. Um, unless you're into Machine Gun Kelly, then you get Machine Gun Kelly on fire, and that's pretty crazy. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. I will say uh, Machine Gun Kelly is coming out with a pop punk album soon. Mm. Um, nice. Sounds that, about right. That, that totally blew my mind. You know, he's... <laughs> He's always been a completely mediocre hip hop artist yeah. to me. And then I saw, I think it may have been Reddit or something. Someone was like, check out this pop punk Machine Gun Kelly song. <laughs> and I like looked at it. And then I went down this rabbit hole where he had released like three other singles pop punk for this new album he's coming out with. That's all pop punk. And I was like, oh my God, do I like Machine Gun Kelly now? Like, <laughs> cause like it's produced, it's produced by Travis Barker of Blink. Oh, yeah. And he does a lot of the drums for these songs. And I'm like, this fucking sounds good. Like, <laughs> I can't, I just like, I can't talk shit on Machine Gun Kelly anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's Definitely. weird. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's Project Power. Um, I also watched a Netflix documentary called, um, I believe it's called, not, is it game over or a high score? High score, yeah. sorry. High score, yeah. Um, which is which is really neat. It's a little six part documentary that sort of traces the um, evolution of video games from like the seventies and pong and stuff like that into the eighties, uh, sort of like arcade surge, and then with the council, sort of um, the beginning of the council wars that happened in the late eighties, early nineties. Um, Do they really... talk about the X Men arcade game? No. Um, it's really, it's Damn really it. broad strokes. Damn like it. if they really went, I, I, that's honestly one of my quote unquote criticisms, even though it's not really a criticism. I just wanted to see more, um, a more in depth exploration of these things. It kind of glosses over certain elements, but at the same time, it's really, really well put together and it manages to weave the history of video games with like the personal stories of people who actually took part in that history. And mm-hmm. so it, it does this really interesting wow. thing with that. And it's sort of like, um, intercuts between those things you know and and uh yeah so i really enjoyed it i I, it says netflix says it's a limited series but basically the the it doesn't actually go to our current times it basically the series ends in like kind of like the mid to late 90s um just as the sort of 3d graphics revolution was happening so before any good systems have ever come out well and that's really what makes me excited to see what they would do you know with a follow-up series or season two, whatever you want to call it, to really sort of dive into all those things that were part of our childhood. So, yeah, I'm sure um, they will, like yeah. they did with toys that made us and everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and yeah, that's. I mean, there's definitely precedent for that. So, yeah, I, t- I totally enjoyed it. And if you have um, even a, the slightest history or the slightest um, sort of interest in the history of uh, video games, then I would recommend it. I mean, my wife. I was w- was watching it. My wife sat down. And she started watching. It. She's like, "This is actually really interesting." So, I mean, you know, that proves that someone who doesn't necessarily know a lot about um, the history of video games can still be uh, can still enjoy it. So, nice, nice. Um, and then finally, uh, the thing I want to talk about the most um, that I absolutely love is this 
freaking show called Teenage Bounty Hunters that came out of nowhere. And yeah. um, do you want to save that for? Yeah. I can make that my last thing. Yeah, and that's we can that's fine. Talk did, about that. Did you as actually well. finish the series? Or I haven't finished it. I got it's like episode three or four. Okay. Um, it gets really good at the midpoint. That's all I have to say. But yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll try. I mean, about it I was you. I watched the pilot, and I was really only planning to watch the pilot that night. Mm-hmm. And I continued on, a, yeah. like into a few more episodes. So I thought it was really good as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I started with um. I talked last week, I think, about hearing about hunters and why the fuck I hadn't watched it yet. Yeah. Um. I watched the first four or five episodes of that. I've been watching a lot of different things, so I haven't really finished anything in a while. Um. It's kind of campy um in kind of like what was that boz lerman show about hip-hop um anyway it's like kind of campy like in that way where Mm -hmm. they do like these like really over the top like 70s introductions to characters um Mm -hmm. which i really wasn't expecting out of the show like that because of like um the subject matter uh because it's so serious about like the holocaust and shit um but I've been really enjoying it. Logan Lerman is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Al Pacino obviously is good. It's got Josh Radner from How I Met Your Mother in it. It's so he weird. Probably, he probably plays one of the cheesiest characters, um, but I'm but but I'm enjoying him regardless. Uh, yeah, it's just killing Nazis, and what the fucking more else could you ask for right now? Yeah. Um, I'm probably gonna finish it tonight. I don't have much else to do after this. Um, so I'll probably throw it on and watch the rest of it. But I highly recommend what I've seen. It's really good. Nice. Um, Are you talking about the get two. down? The get down. Yeah, That's exactly. Was, yeah. That's exactly what I was. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I watched. Um, oh, yeah. I watched the pilot of Lo- uh, Lovecraft Country. Um, it looks so I know good. the second episode <laughs> came out last night, but I watched the pilot last night because um, that's all I had asked. All I had access to. Yeah. Um, it's oh man, how to talk about it without spoiling it? Um, it's definitely Watchmen esque in the sense that it's definitely tackling racism, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, you know, as opposed to being in this era of 2020, it is. Um, I want to say the 40s. I couldn't quite tell. I was like trying to. I'm sure at some point they so. said it. Yeah, I'm I'm sure somewhere in the show they said what time period it was and I just missed it because I'm an idiot. Um <laughs> but it's definitely not modern time. Um It's either the and, 40s or the 60s. Yeah, I think they're talking about the Korean War, so it may have been the 60s. Um but anyway, uh the acting is really good. It's mostly <laughs> an all black cast from everybody that's mm-hmm. a protagonist right now at the moment. Um yeah. which is always refreshing to see um it and 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 it's that you know it's you're not going to get it in the first or second act of the show Mm. um from the pilot but it is lovecraft country it is a horror show Mm -hmm. um and you're you know if you go into it and you're the kind of person that checks out of a show super quick just give it some time it's more of like a reveal that there are horror elements to the show it's not just like a horror show straight off the bat um but fucking hey, the way they ended the pilot, it's like I want to watch the next episode fucking right now. Yeah. But unfortunately, <laughs> I watch it with my girlfriend, and I have to wait till next week to watch it with her. Definitely. 
Really, yeah. really good though. I just, uh, I, I, I obviously haven't seen this yet, but been hearing great things. I just want to give a quick shout out to Jonathan Majors, who is one of my favorite uh, actors of any movie last year, and I think it was last year, uh, last uh, Black Man in San Francisco. So freaking <laughs> good in that movie, and I'm so glad that he's getting attention from Hollywood. So, and I hear yeah, Journey's really Journey Smollett's also really good too. So. Yeah, it's got a awesome. great cast. I watched the um, the Comic Con home panel for it. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And yeah, it, it looks. I, I was excited about it. That was something that I saw on the the panelists, and I was like, "Hmm, I haven't heard about that." And watching the footage they showed in that, and hearing the cast talk about it, it does play taste. It does take place in the six uh, the fifties. Sorry. Um, it just yeah, it looks so good, and I'm hearing nothing but good things about it. So I can't wait to figure out a way to watch it yeah exactly like hunters if you love seeing just like racist shitheads get their comeuppance oh it's so good it's so delicious uh narrative wise that might be all i've seen i watched the entire first season of netflix's indian matchmaking um you know i love my trashy television (laughs) um it's actually really good you know i i i didn't know much about the culture of um arranged marriages mm. um and they don't even call them that anymore they call them um like it's either a marriage or a love marriage so like a regular marriage to them is like an arranged marriage and then a love marriage is like when you f- actually fall in love with somebody from the beginning and you get Interesting. married hmm. yeah and um it's set 50 50 in like uh that side of the world in India and then over here in the United States, there's a, a couple characters in New Jersey, mm-hmm. um, you know, in Texas, I think, um, in Houston. And it's really interesting to see like the difference between people who like know this is what they're going to do. Like they hire the matchmaker because that's what their family did. That's what they're going to do. And then there's a couple of characters who like they've tried regular dating their whole lives. And now they're like, well, you know, it's part of my culture. Why don't I just hire a matchmaker to see what happens? Um, yeah. So I, you know, me having no fucking knowledge of matchmakers at all, because I'm not from that culture, it was really interesting to see um, how it how it works. It's generally just like they get, I mean, some of them got like one or two options and they just like picked one, you wow. know, and then um, there are some people who are really picky and I have, you know, my complaints about them because they're too picky and it's like, God, just get, just fucking pick one of them. <laughs> um, it's like, you're not, you're not the fucking bee's knees. All right. Like <laughs> all of these people are too good for you anyway. Just fucking pick one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you like uh, reality television and you like that kind of style of TV, I would recommend it. It's fun. It is what it is. It's just garbage. And I soak it in. Sweet. And then, yeah, Teenage Bounty Hunters. Taylor recommended it in the group chat, and I watched the pilot, and then I watched two or three more episodes, and it is funny. And I realized really funny. I realized why it was funny in the middle of one of the episodes I was watching because Genji Cohen is the one who made it. And then by doing that, I realized that Stephen Falk from You're the Worst is involved with the show. And then I realized that he was also involved in other Jinji Cohen products. I didn't realize that they were like a part of the same pod. Yeah. Like he's also been a part of, um, orange is the new black and weeds. So like, I love you're the worst. I love Stephen Falk. I love Jinji Cohen. I didn't realize they were together in this creative harm, harmonious masterpiece. 
um, that yeah. is the show. And uh, it's fucking hilarious. It's really, really well done, man. Like it's, it's, I think the, the, the biggest thing that stuck out to me right away was, was just how well written the show is like that. The characters are just so well developed and it's like so ironic and hilarious in so many different ways. Uh, and it's just so smart, you know, and so endearing, like all these terms come to mind, you know, and, um, and yeah, it's funny because I didn't even intend to watch it. Sarah, my wife threw it on one morning and I was like passively listening. And then there was a couple bits where it's like, oh, that's, you know, that's, that's pretty funny. Like, but you know, it's funny. It's interesting because, you know, this show kind of revolves around like Christianity. Um, but it's like a yeah. weird, like modern, it's not like a faith based film, even though it is mm. about a pair of christian sisters basically but it's a really modern approach to definitely that. And satire on religion though. well to a certain respect like i think it's actually like legitimately like it's it's not necessarily trying to take down christianity but more so poke no, no, fun no, no. It, at like some of yeah. the things that you know that sort of belief system entails yeah, I mean, I it's no spoilers because it's the opening scene of the entire yeah. show. But yeah. like, the show starts out with like the two girls, like, you know, f- fucking in cars. So yeah. like, you know, and well, they're supposed to be like good Christian girls. So it's yeah. not, it's, it's not really like a. Uh, yeah, ironically enough, the the original title for the show was "Slutty Teenage Bounty Hunters," and I thought I was like, that would not have played well. Yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> probably probably a good idea. But you can see where the pilot was kind of trying to like incorporate that element. But um but yeah. yeah it's just it's it's really well done and I think honestly um the casting of 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 the two leads is like so freaking good their chemistry is so amazing and that's of course uh, Maddie Phillips as as Sterling Wesley and then uh, Angelica Bet Fellini as Blair yeah. Wesley I believe is how you pronounce that Um, And they're both these like two up and coming like newcomers, basically. And it's just so good to see them flourish with like such awesome material and like prove that they play the like twin mental connection very well. Dude, I really and it's stylized too, man. And I love that. They have a lot of stylized elements. Um, Also, Kareem uh, Hardison, I believe is how you pronounce it, um, as, as Bowser is amazing and he's kind of like the guy that they work with when they're doing all the bounty hunting and stuff like that yeah essentially right after these two girls hook up with their respective boyfriends in these two separate cars they get into one car and they start driving home they accidentally hit another car and they freak out but the freak out turns into them accidentally catching like a bounty yeah and then they team up with the dude who was originally chasing that guy and they Mm -hmm. like become like a bounty hunting team. Yeah. And the, but the twist is, is that they actually weren't like they were driving their parents car and that they, uh. they weren't supposed to be like, they, they didn't tell the parents about it. So like, it becomes this whole thing of like, well, we got to pay them back now. You know, we have to pay for the repairs. So that's kind of like the, the driving force that gets the sort of plot, plot rolling. But you know, yeah. like I was mentioning earlier, Joel, like the, the midpoint is, is so good. Like it really starts to get into some really interesting territory and there's like some really awesome, awesome twists and turns that i totally did see coming but also didn't at the same time and that's the brilliance of what they're doing uh, with the show i haven't i haven't seen the i haven't seen the uh the fallout from it yet but i yeah. did see the twist where like you see the one like mugshot 
that is like the first mm-hmm. twist of the show. Yes. I don't want to give no, it away. That's, but I, no, that's, like, that's, that's definitely one of the elements of it. But there's also some yeah. like interpersonal stuff that happens that's like really, okay. really interesting. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's really well done. I would love to chat with you guys about it spoiler wise once once you both make it through and, and, and really yeah. go into depth, because I think this is one of the best shows of 2020, in my opinion. So nice. I would definitely, for you, Lauren, I would put it on like a fast track too. Cause like, um, mm-hmm. I, you know me, I, things with great snappy dialogue, I will praise to high it's heavens. So and out of everything I talked about today, as much as I love killing Nazis, you know, like this definitely takes precedent. Like the writing is just so fucking funny. It and really good is. That, like everybody needs to watch this show. Nice. I'll try to check it out this week then. Yeah. Dope. Cool. Let's move on to news Finally. because that was much longer, I think, than I in- intended it to be. That's okay. 24 minutes. No problem. No big deal. Oh, that's not bad at all. <laughs> Could have been worse. Um, so I guess uh, we'll start off with the uh, with the Tenant Watch 2020. Fucking. Yeah. You're turning more. I was gonna say you're turning more into a into a foghorn than the news newsreel. Well, that's what I was going for. I was going for the for the you know the EDM type of thing uh, uh, got it got um whatever you want or to call i was it. going for like the news thing oh yeah. see i was going more <laughs> in an ironic way um yeah so i guess today we learned that um although tenet is actually going to be coming out in theaters and uh i think like today we learned that wb is a bunch of dicks yeah they're just totally fumbling this whole situation you know obviously we've we've touched on this in the past um and they continue to just keep um making the the worst decisions possible um, so now today we learned that um, although certain screens are open throughout the United States, our area, big metropolitan areas like the one we live in, which is L.A., uh, still won't have indoor uh, movie theaters open. Uh, but today we learned that Warner Brothers. Sidebar. Fucking yeah. AMC tried to email me like, hey, man, ready to go back to the theaters oh, with no. your A-list? And yeah. I was like, shut the f- No, they're going to start not. As soon as they open up, they're going to start charging you again, by the way. So um, no, they said in the email that. Uh, that won't happen until December. Oh. I have the option to okay. start it from this gotcha. month to whenever I want. Okay, well, that's so good. That is that's good, good to know. Yeah, I was worried yeah, about that. that. <laughs> um, especially because once you cancel a list, you can't get it again for nine months. So I'm like, uh, I know I really that's why wanna... I'm really that's why I'm really hoping things kind of start clearing up by December because I'm yeah. gonna just start paying for it again because yeah. I don't want to get rid of it entirely. Yeah, but point being is, despite the fact that theaters in LA are still closed, the drive-in movie theater experience, what little screens are left, um, you know, in the world these days are flourishing um and you know people like myself who are definitely don't want to go to a theater would maybe consider going and seeing tenant you know at a drive-in theater um but today we learned that uh warner brothers basically will not be showing tenant in any drive-in theaters where an indoor multiplex is 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 not open so basically if the indoor multiplexes in your city are not open then you won't be able to see uh that same film at a drive-in did they say why I'm a, I, I assume that it's that Christopher, typical Christopher Nolan mystery shroud that he likes to like spoilers, you know, like we, you know, we do, and I think it's also, I think it's also like a piracy thing. Like it's way easier to freaking film and upload a movie like in a drive-in than it even is in a theater. Yeah. Like, let's That's be honest true. with ourselves. This movie is in so, de- in so high of a demand that like it's going to leak on the internet at some point. Like there's no fucking question about that. 
It's just a matter oh, of I'm whether... I'm going to watch it the second I can. Well, see, here's the thing is I would actually prefer to see it in the proper format. And even though I'll have to wait and fucking avoid spoilers, even though, by the way, the reviews came out and people are saying this is a very hard movie to spoil just because <laughs> it's so fucking mystery boxy and so complex. Like, it's just really hard to spoil. So I don't quite know what Warner Brothers is going for here, but I think that's the intent. It's like sort of that piracy angle i guess i don't know what do you guys think i mean it's being released in other countries if they were really yeah. worried about piracy like it's gonna happen no matter what yeah. like agreed i think I d- d- oh god no no you go ahead i'm just gonna say <laughs> mean things i i wonder if the reason for not having it in drive-ins in markets where theaters aren't open is because those are places like LA and New York. I don't mm. believe New York is back open yet. And I'm sure he wants the film industry to see it in a cinema, yeah. not in a drive-in. Yeah. Um, that would be my guess. As Which to I why. get, like the sound isn't as good, but like that's the next, the next best thing, as far as I'm concerned. You know, considering the circumstances. Yeah, but... I mean, also the picture quality as well. Like it yeah. might have to be a re-render and re-edit of the film um we were talking before we started this uh, i was listening to dave franco on armchair expert recently talk about his directorial debut Mm -hmm. um the rental and it premiered in a drive-in it was the first i think the first ever film to do that um and he screened it the night before for audio and video testing and (laughs) as soon as it was done he was like we got to cancel this preview like this opening tomorrow like this is it looks awful because the film is a horror suspense and so it's all very dark and it didn't work at the drive-in so they had in 24 hours less than 24 hours they had to recolor and re-render the film for the premiere the next day fat payday yeah yeah and a big fat Um, headache to go along with it and he didn't get to watch it before it opened like the new version of it so he said it, it worked but yeah. Um, but I imagine that's probably pay- playing into yeah. the tenant situation the, the as thing, well. The, the thing I don't understand, like, I to, go ahead, Joel. I definitely think you're onto something, Taylor. Um, sound, like sound. You know, if your blooms yeah. aren't me enough, yeah. Um, well, is it really a Christopher Nolan movie? One of the big uh, quote unquote complaints in a few of the reviews I read was that it had a just an atrocious sound mix. Like, you remember Interstellar when it was like just loud for the sake of being loud and like i mean even dark knight rises to a certain respect like the sound mix in that movie was okay but it was flawed in certain respects so you know i think that definitely is an element but you know regardless of the reason i just don't understand the logic of of warner brothers being like this movie is meant to be the savior of cinema and then like putting obstacles in their own way of trying to fucking accomplish that goal like it just does not make sense so you know, maybe yeah. they're just trying to figure it out, but it's just um, is weird. Yeah, man, I just don't understand how you can send something to print with like so, like so much, so much fucking clipping. Like, yeah, like I, yeah, okay, maybe you haven't invented speakers to handle such loud blounds, <laughs> but then like don't fucking use them. Yeah. Like we don't need to fucking have our eardrums blown out every fucking time Christopher Nolan releases I mean, a goddamn movie. Chris Nolan yeah. disagrees, but he begs well, to Chris differ. Nolan can suck my dick. 
You can't actually, but you know, you you, you get the sentiment. Um, Uh, I have a tangential question. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, We do love going on tangents. I know it is slightly related, though. Uh, Do we think that we are going to get the uh, the ever elusive New Mutants in drive-ins on Friday? God, that would be so fucking cool. I would go check Um, it out. I I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. I think I we just, will. I haven't and seen anything about that, so I wonder, wonder. I do I do worry about the whole darkness of the movie as like as in like lighting wise, not like tone wise. Mm-hmm. Right. For the drive in, as you said, for Dave Franco's movie. Um but damn, if that doesn't sound like a drive in movie, like yeah, no. what, you know. Yeah, I mean yes. though, yeah. you know, the rental came out long enough ago that I mean, if they could re-render the movie in 24 hours, uh, New Mutants has had plenty of time to do so. So yeah. who knows? Maybe there's already a oh, yeah, just spend more a money better version. I imagine that New Mutants will like the focus for for Disney with that movie is just getting it the fuck out there. And it's definitely theaters are the priority, but I think like drive-ins will definitely be a part of that strategy. And that feels like a perfect movie to like double feature with something really cool, maybe from the past or something recent. I don't know what that may be, but it just feels yeah. like a double, like the, 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 a picture on a double feature. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it showed new mutants and, uh, and dark Phoenix back to back. Go fuck yourself. The death of Fox <laughs> as we know it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, uh, Christopher Nolan can suck my dick. Yeah. What's next? Uh, Powerpuff Girls apparently oh, are getting. Hold on, yeah. hold on. Sorry, I decided to look at since we were talking about Mission Tiki. Yeah. Uh, New Mutants yeah. is coming to Mission Tiki. You oh, guys. Man, yeah. I'm not surprised so, at all. I think. Uh, I think we have a double feature. Yeah. <laughs> what it, what is it? Is it playing with anything, or is it just as? Um. They don't. Uh, I don't know if they have it listed yet because it's just on the coming soon. Gotcha. Let me see if I can get to Friday. Yeah, no worries. Oh, yeah, um, here we go. Let's see. Nope, they don't have Friday up yet. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming they'll probably, pr- like, yeah. So. On Thursday, they'll release the next week's schedule. That's usually what yeah, happens. Probably. That makes sense. Um, but, yeah, so uh, in, in other related news, we're getting a Powerpuff Girls. What was it? A, a live action? Is it a live movie? action series? It's a, it's a series, series okay. for CW. Yeah. Um, so it's going to suck. It, it, so it, it, it um, I don't think it's been picked up yet. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just in the works, but it is executive produced uh, and written by Heather uh, Regnier. Who's done things like Veronica Mars, hmm. iZombie, nice. Sleepy I Hollow. do love those two shows. Yeah. yeah, and then Diablo Cody. Nice. That's uh, great. And a couple other people. Um, so some of the you know the big CW uh, producers as well, producers from Riverdale. Yeah. Like that. Um, but yeah, live action for the CW. We don't know too much more about it, uh, but that just that dropped today, and I thought it was interesting. I don't know how I feel about it, but. Yeah, I'm curious if they're gonna if it's a CW show, it's gonna be like steamy teen romance, right? But the Powerpuff Girls are supposed to be like kids, right? There's yeah, no I, way they're gonna have kids on a CW show. Like, I'm it's sure it's gonna, gonna be have like, like a yeah, it's gonna be a Riverdale, Sabrina, yeah, situation. I feel like where it's they'll probably be a little bit older. Well, the, maybe yeah. late middle, early mm-hmm. high school. Yeah. Um, 
it's probably going to be grittier. I was joking, but we'll see if this happens where I have done a post-apocalyptic Powerpuff Girl cosplay group in the past. That's really funny. And I feel like it could go similar to that route or like a sucker punch, obviously not as brutal as sucker punch, but that kind of like aesthetic. You mean the film by our favorite filmmaker in the whole world? (laughs) Um, Sorry, I had to. Joel's like, what? Um, no, what? yeah, I, I think I think you definitely hit the nail on the head there in terms of like, that's what my impression was when I heard about this is like, okay, they're going to be a little bit older, maybe like almost like a continuation series yeah. of the, 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 the animated show. And that would also make sense too. Like, you know, if you, if you sort of leap forward a few years into these, into their teenhood or adulthood or whatever it may be. And sort of looking back on like the effects of like being the Powerpuff Girls when they were younger, like that could be potentially really interesting depending on how you handle it and the tone which you provide. But it could also yeah, turn yeah. into like the the gritty Fresh Prince thing that we were talking about last week where it's like oh, nobody wants to see this shit, you know. Um, so I think it's definitely like a, a they're going to have to find a happy medium, but um, maybe it has the potential to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, it definitely like a, on paper it does. Rugrats all grown up, but yeah. live action. Exactly. <laughs> That's kind yeah. of yeah. Well, I mean, the way they did Sabrina, you know, they changed the tone. They changed mm-hmm. a lot of the, you know, like yeah. It doesn't have to be the Powerpuff Girls that we know. They can, yeah, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, some of the uh, producers as well are are people who have done a lot of the superhero shows for CW also. So I'm wondering if it will kind of be a hybrid between those two genres. Yeah, I'm gonna love if they try to like just ham fist the Powerpuff Girls into like the DC fucking universe. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking hilarious. That would be really funny. That would be funny. Do, do a Powerpuff we'll Girls I'm, Black Adam film. I'm skeptical on it, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay. What's next? Um, we also learned this week that uh, that Jensen Ackles, fresh off his like what 15, 16 year run on Supernatural, um, is going to be in the Boys season Jesus three Christ. as what was it Lamplighter, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, Lamplighter is uh, the Ice Man. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. That's okay. Right. So who's yeah, yeah, Jensen Ackles is playing yeah. Soldier Boy? Mm, got you. Got you. I can't remember. Soldier something. Yeah. So prepared we are, but yeah, I mean, I I think it's I just think it's really cool to finally see Jensen like being able to do other stuff, and like he's a really good actor. I think he's allowed he's allowed to do other stuff. That's what I'm saying. He's definitely earned his stripes. It's crazy, yeah. Um, you were right, Joel. He's playing Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Yeah. Soldier Boy. Not to be confused with Soldier Boy. You know yeah. that great, you know that great song, <laughs> yeah. Soldier Boy, by the great artist also named Soldier Boy. <laughs> or is that song called Superman? Right. Yeah. Something like Superman, that. Superman, that hoe. And then <laughs> so crank that soldier boy. Really watch me bad. crank and watch me roll. Come on now, dude. Yeah, um, anyway, <laughs> Jensen Eccles is going to do great, I think. Yeah, like, I, it's really yeah. cool that they're already kind of like telling us how things are going to go for season three of the show. Um, yeah. Super pumped for season two. Comes out in fucking... Like two weeks, I think. I think, yeah, I think less yeah. than that now. It's, it's, really, it's, what, what's it's the day? really good. It's like, like the first week of September. Ten days, isn't it? Yeah. Oh shit, we're almost at the end of August. Yeah, I think wow. it's not this coming weekend, but next weekend. Yeah. Sweet. Extremely stoked. Um, so yeah, it's cool a... to see him do other things kind of in the same genre in a already beloved franchise. So, you know, I feel like he, you know, he doesn't have to take much risks. He knows he's already going into something that's super loved and he's going to be loved for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Gotta 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 reap the the fruits of his labor for the last fifteen years. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, why I don't blame him. Uh, so moving beyond that, we also uh, learned. Well, there's actually two kind of sort of bombshell pieces that happened this week in terms of news. Aside from what our main topic's going to be, um, I guess the first is that we learned that um, that uh, Olivia Wilde has been hired for a some sort of Spider-Man spinoff. Um, we mm-hmm. don't officially yeah. know. There's no confirmation. Uh, but the implication, at least, uh, from the article in The Scoop, which I believe was by Justin Kroll at Deadline. Um, it was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Justin's really good at Scooper, by the way. Um, I'm serious. Scoop's he's, the best ice he's, cream. He's, he really does. He's, he's got fat <laughs> scoops. Uh, basically, the implication is that she's going to be directing a Spider-Woman film. Yeah. Which is, of course... If they okay. didn't go that route, I think it would be ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you could there could be a lot of other options at the same time. Like I remember when they when Sony was developing like a Silver and Black uh it was called I believe, which was the Silver Sable and Black Cat spin-off mm-hmm. and obviously that kind of just went into the ground and nothing yep. really ever happened of it. But there 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 are options, you know. Um but I mean definitely Spider-Woman like feels like the appropriate project for someone of her caliber. I think tapping her specifically who just came off of Booksmart, you know, it's going to be a strong It seems like the obvious connection. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. You know, and as much as I do love Olivia Wilde um, as an actor equally as much as a director, even though she's only made one film, that's the question here is like, she's made one movie. Do you think she's actually ready to like go and make a $200 million movie? I mean, she's worked on a lot of big projects like that. So, you know, it's, it's, I have faith that she can do it, but she hasn't necessarily like proven that she can do it. And it's also another one Neither of those... have so many of the male directors. Well, that's, out of and that's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Trevorrow. Well, that's exactly what I was going to prove is like the sort of counterpoint, I guess is like, it's, yeah. it's like another Trevorrow, but it's also really exciting because unlike Trevorrow, she's also worked in Hollywood, like for 15, 20 years at this point. Yeah. And yeah. She's I worked think, with amazing uh, directors and, you know, like, so I think Bryce Dallas Howard would be a better correlation or comparison who yeah. directed Mandalorian. Yeah, that's last true. Right. That's true. That's first true. time director. Yeah. Um, because she has decades yeah. of experience, big blockbuster experience. Yeah. So they have that confidence in her. Yeah. And, you know, Olivia. She just also happens to also not be Colin Trevorrow. Also that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and totally. And and I agree 100%. I'm just saying that like we we haven't necessarily like seen what she can do working in that realm and I think that's actually one of the things that makes it really exciting. It's like we're going to see a yeah. different fresh voice and approach to like the mythos of Spider-Man even though it's technically not Spider-Man. You're still dealing within that, you know, sort of The Spider-Verse. Yeah, the 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 oh what did they call it? The sp- the spun muck or whatever the hell it is. I don't, this, even, uh, I don't even. I don't even want to talk about it. Hold on. Let's. Uh, let me. Let me do a little. It's a um, Spider-Man universe have, of characters. Yeah, Olivia also does have 
a bunch of projects in development. Oh, absolutely. As yeah. director. So, yes. Yes, yes, you know, yes. by the time this comes around, yeah. we will have seen more. This, this will definitely will not. Have had more experience. Yeah. So. 100%. And that's a good point to make because she did, uh, I think it was earlier this summer, she signed on to direct something else, which will definitely gonna, is going to be her follow up uh, to Booksmart. So we're, you know, we're definitely not going to see this for a couple of years. But my question is, is like, who is going to be the writer? You know what I mean? Because like as much as I like Olivia Wilde as a director, I think, you know, every director is only good as the script they're working with. So I just really hope that they hire a kick ass writer to like really make something cool and interesting. I mean, it's Sony, so, you know, they're not gonna. Yeah. Um, IMDb has Katie Silberman attached. Oh, okay. All right. All right. That's interesting. Yeah. uh, Okay. That's good. And I think they said that there might have actually been a draft, um, Hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, and Amy Pascal so, producing. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. I'm so wary. I I love Olivia Wilde. I want her to get her shot just like every other indie male director has. Um, but like just coming off of the Mark Webb thing, like hired the same director and writers that did 500 Days of Summer. That was a big indie hit to do Amazing Spider-Man. And look what happened with that, you know? Like, yeah, that's kind of... I'm just, I'm just wary of the Sony yeah. way. The Sony like sucks. Yeah, but it is a a Sony Marvel production. So is it? According to IMDb, it is a an untitled Sony Marvel production. Interesting. I don't don't remember them saying it. I think well, what we mean by Marvel is really is Kevin Feige going to be involved? Because if Kevin Feige is involved, that's a huge vote of confidence. If he's not, then it's kind of like okay, you know, like. So we'll see. Yeah, it might just be called a Marvel production because it's a Marvel character, not necessarily that like. Marvel has producing rights to it or something. That's like what that. I'm because as a spinoff, they 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 definitely like if Sony wants Marvel involved and Marvel agrees to it, that's the only way that that Marvel will be like if Sony just wants to do their own thing. Like Marvel's definitely not going to have anything to do with this. At least uh, like a Marvel yeah. Studios that is. Yeah, I mean, I think last week we talked about the uh, the trilogy of Spider Man trilogies. Um, and so if the deal to get Tom Holland to keep doing these Spider-Man trilogies is to keep interconnecting these Sony Spider-Man movies with the MCU, mm-hmm. like I said last time, I'm all for it. So like yeah. maybe it is connected to the Marvel Universe somehow, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know yet. We've only got this little bit of news and Fucking it's exciting news. news. And yeah. I'm sure anything yeah. else that comes out about it, it's going to be equally, if not yeah. more exciting well i just yeah. hope it's not one of those situations where they announce you know um like her uh presence on the project and then you know like six months or a year from now it's like oh hit the you know olivia wilde has left to cr- because of created differences or something like that i just hope that that yeah. isn't the case and she actually ends up directing this movie so my spirits are high in that regard uh, um, the old edgar wright way yeah the old creative differences you know bullshit that yeah. they always say um which in that case it actually was creative differences but yes uh so moving on to uh other things um we also learned um and perhaps what was one of the biggest news items this week that ben affleck is returning to the cape and cow but not for a batman movie for the upcoming flashpoint movie Yep. Super fast. The amount of times we've heard rumors about Batfleck leaving. Batfleck's back. Batfleck's not back. <laughs> he is back. He's actually not back. He's actually Superman now. Wait, no, he's not. He's actually <laughs> he's, he is in fact playing the Flash. Wait, no, he's not. He's directing the, the Batman. Fucking, yeah, the amount of fucking news we've gotten about Ben Affleck and Batman that has come out to not be true has been so many. But this time, <laughs> you are correct. 
we get we got a confirmation i think at fandom correct yeah no that that news was dropped before fandom mm. Yes, gotcha. but well, I think they, they actually... But there like, was more... I was going to say that actually leads nicely into fandom because that was the first panel that I watched. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And it was one of the it was one of the first of the day. But um, yeah, with the... If you can even call it a Flash panel, um, it was basically confirmed that it is a Flashpoint multiverse storyline. Right. Um, and his new suit, they, they previewed his new suit, which is made by Bruce. So, yeah. so there you go. Further yeah. so, confirming... Yeah. So, yeah, so, so the, it's no longer just a rumor Ben Affleck's going to be in it. And Michael Keaton, that is the whole yeah. point of the Flashpoint. Yeah. Yeah, so so the the question is, though, is, like, are they going to use this to erase Batfleck to a certain respect? Like, the movie starts, you know, Batman is Batfleck. Then he does his Flashpoint thing, goes back in time or whatever it plays out. Michael Keaton is Batman this time, obviously, because things are always different when that happens. But when he goes back, is it going to all of a sudden be... Uh, Robert Pattinson, or is it going to be Ben Affleck? Like, that's kind of my yeah, question. Know. Is like, what? Okay, so first off, before we even talk about that, I always I just have to say my piece. <laughs> a Flashpoint movie is fucking useless when you haven't established the character beforehand. It makes no <laughs> yeah. fucking sense. Just like they did a Justice League without establishing half the fucking characters beforehand. So first of all, I think it's wrong to do a Flashpoint movie to try to fix your fucking blunders of the past, like. Just do like Marvel did. You make mistakes. You pick yourself back up. You learn from those mistakes, and you don't fucking make them again. Um, but see, but they're not taking a page out of the MCU's playbook. They're yeah. taking a page out of Marvel Comics' playbook, which yeah. is anytime something fucks up, just reset it, do it again. Yeah, well, that was like they did that with the New Fifty Two, and then New Fifty Two, uh, yeah. what was that? Yeah, Rebirth, exactly. Rebirth, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the comics have, that's a whole nother fucking rabbit hole that continuity shit, but yeah, I just, you know, I, I, I'm excited that the Batflick gets a chance at redemption. Like I remember a year and a half ago, um, I, I wrote a postmortem on Batflick and like, you know, the funny thing about Ben Affleck is like as Batman, he never really had a chance to like shine in a movie, like to, yeah. to for the movie to be about Batman, like he's always almost like a supporting character. And even though the filmmakers and Warner Brothers treat him like a, a a main character, even though he isn't. So he never really had that opportunity to explore the character in a way that was meaningful. And so I hope maybe this will just give that a little bit of redemption and maybe a little bit more weight um, at the end of it all. Yeah, I really don't know what they're going for here. Yeah. It's like you're either going to continue this timeline or you're not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like is, so like, if this is Batflex, like last movie, like, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, man, they haven't even announced a man of steel two yet. You know what I, I mean? Know. It's like, I know none it's... of these characters, not only is not only have a lot of these characters, not even had their own solo movies. Like none of them have, have had fucking sequels yet. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Like, get your shit together before you start making fucking justice league movies. yeah like, totally i mean they're to, making justice league twice like yeah. before they <laughs> like what the fuck totally but to, to be fair like um you know there's certain characters like batman and, and superman we we do have the context and the knowledge and and it, like, culturally that gives them a little bit of leeway to like incorporate those characters and sort of like not 
meaning not like a primary way where it's like Superman isn't the main character of Justice League, like Batman isn't the main character of Justice League. But at the same time, you need that sort of um, foundation to be able to build off of those things. And when you have no foundation, like it just doesn't make sense. So yeah. I don't know. It's 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 confusing. DT, DC has been confusing as fuck for like a couple of years now. Like what is actually happening? Like remember when, you know, Joker got announced and everybody's like, so wait, like Jared Leto's in Birds of Prey and there's a separate thing with Joker, but but Jared Leto also wants to do his own spin-off Joker movie and it's like five Joker fucking projects announced. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's that same kind of thing. So um yeah. the you know, only if, thing that matters at DC now is the Batman. Yeah. Right. Um I, I just it. I just uh I just hope that that this is the right move in terms of like just making everything coalesce in terms of like all the DC quote unquote EU movies that have been made so far. Um, just because they're kind of all over the place and like some are good, some are okay. Some are absolutely terrible. Um, I would just like to see them like sort of tie all that together in a meaningful way. And hopefully flashpoint can do that. I don't think it can without having a solo flash movie first, but that's just my opinion. No, no, you're not wrong. Yeah. But you know, I could rant about that for hours, and I yeah. won't. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so is that all the news? Uh, you, there's one more, on? more. There's one more that trailer that we wanted to talk about, but I mean, oh yeah. Um, it also ruins our segue. But I'm that, that's basically <laughs> the last thing. Um, so fuck a segue. What's next? <laughs> uh, yeah. So we got a trailer for uh, a new HBO show called Coastal Elites. And oh, is, that one. Let's just go yeah. back to the segue. <laughs> there's a there's I mean, there's a lot more trailers that we'll talk about, obviously, in the main topic. But um, yeah, I mean, this is basically like kind of marketed as like a like a social distancing sort of satire, I guess. I don't know. Like what did, yeah. what did I mean? Lauren, you're the one who brought this trailer to our attention. So what did you, what did you think about it? Yeah, I saw it um, posted by Dan Levy on his Instagram yeah. last week, uh, I think. And I was just intrigued because it's the first project that has come to my attention that is done in this format on this scale. Yeah. Um, it's got a ton of big names in it. Sarah Paulson, Bette Midler, um, Dan, of course. Uh, <laughs> and it's going to be on HBO and it's all filmed, you know, it's like Zoom, like we're doing right now over zoom style you know self tapes for lack of a better term mm-hmm. at home um with all these big celebrities and pieced together but it it's doesn't seem like it's particularly about the pandemic more just right. about you know living in the new circumstances that we're in presently yeah um so i don't 100 percent know the storyline of it except that it seems like it's a lot of the characters that we see in the trailer seem by the title coastal elites um to be kind of you know upper upper class or slightly more privileged and maybe adjusting to this new situation and leading to some melodrama yeah um it seemed very political yeah it kind of i don't know if ryan murphy's involved but it kind of seemed quasi ryan murphy in that sense uh, like the way it opens with Sarah Paulson as the therapist and that Midler, her bit in it as well. I don't know. Yeah. The yeah. part of the trailer that I really did like, or kind of like the overarching theme was that it was, 
taking place during the pandemic, but like you said, not about the pandemic. You know what I mean? It's like, we all kind of feared that out of this, everything coming out would now be about the pandemic. Um, and this thankfully is not that it's like, they're telling a unrelated story that just so happens to be constrained in the time of coronavirus. Which yeah. I think I like. it's hard to tell exactly from the trailer, but I, I think everyone else that we see is a client of Sarah Paulson's character. That would make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think well, they're doing like zoom therapy. And that's, basically. yeah. And that's kind of what, like what my question was, is like, how does this tie to the story, which we don't even really know what the story is, you know? And that's kind of where my skepticism comes in a little bit in terms of using like, you know, zoom and like Corona as like sort of a, a structure or a basis for a series. Um, you know, I just think that something like that is like anything that comes out that 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 basically overtly references the pandemic in that way is going to be super fucking dated in even like a year or two. Like, it's just it's just I'm For sorry. Sure. Yeah. But but with that said, I do agree that I, I, I like the idea that, you know, it's not necessarily about the pandemic. It's just more of a framework than anything else. So yeah. so my question is, is like, what is this series actually about? Because it seems to me like a bunch of like like you said, almost Lauren, like self tape like monologues, you know, like theatrical theater style monologues, especially with Bette Midler, where she's going on this fucking, it almost feels like <laughs> a, rant, like a, like yeah. a soliloquy in a certain respect, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so I'm curious if for, for me, the vibes I got were is like, it's almost like a murder mystery, um, type of thing. I don't know if that's actually the truth, but like, that's kind of what so I felt, I guess. The, IMDb description is five characters make confessions under quarantine that touch on their lives during the 2020 pandemic and living in a world of deeply divided politics. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it, it may not have the most connected through line and that like HBO has a great show called high maintenance that does the same yeah. thing. There's not, you know, there is no uh, main plot storyline really. Yeah. It's just kind of like vignettes of people's lives. And even Which if it's I'm like totally that, cool with. Yeah. yeah, it'll be good if that's kind of the route they take. Yeah, and I, yeah. I'm I'm totally cool with that as long as like the theme, the thematic relevance of everything like ends up coalescing at the end. Because if it doesn't, it's just going to feel like a series of shorts. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. So um, we'll yeah. see. But it could be interesting. I do. I think it is. I know you said uh, obviously it'll be dated very quickly. Oh yeah, anything. but I also do think it's very important to attempt projects like this as a way to aside from social media, you know, kind of time capsule Well, at this point in life. Yeah, I think Agreed. it could be more historical than dated. Like, yeah. doing a movie about Vine would be yeah. dated. Yeah. This is more like history. Historical. Well, yeah. not necessarily, because I think there is, I agree, but I also think there's a way to tell stories that are about the pandemic, about the times we're living in today, without actually being overtly about the pandemic. Like, for instance, even though this is not 100% the case, but like something like Palm Springs, where it's like that movie, if that would have come out, came out a year ago, it wouldn't have the same effect on me that it had this year because it's literally about reliving the same day over and over again. But they and can't that's make kind that of, movie right now because well, and, you can't make a movie right but now. But that's what I'm saying is like making something that is emblematic of what we're going through without actually making that overt choice to do that so i think there's a way to do that but i also think like you definitely like you said it's almost like a time capsule in a way so yeah i don't know we'll see i'm interested but i'm also skeptical i guess is what i'm trying to say sure speaking of interested but skeptical (laughs) i did a segue um solid Good DC job. fandom happened this weekend indeed. It did indeed which is 
a uh, quote unquote question mark convention, uh, <laughs> an online convention. Look, yeah. before we get into all the panels and all the trailers and everything out there, I'm going to do what I do best and be very fucking mean for a second. There are people on Twitter, oh, R.I.P. Comic-Con. Oh, I'm never going to Comic-Con again. Fandom was so good. Fucking stay home then. We don't fucking want you at Comic-Con anyway. It's too goddamn fucking crowded in the first place. Okay? <laughs> you think we're so fucking... Yeah, you, you think fandom is so fucking cool you're going to talk shit on San Diego Comic-Con right now? You don't get to fucking buy tickets next year then. Well, you know, those same, those same fucking people who are saying that are going to crawl on their hands and fucking knees through coal and glass to get fucking badges to Comic-Con in 2022. Okay? These people are just fucking grandstanding on the internet for fucking likes and retweets okay nothing about this fucking event was cooler than san diego comic-con absolutely nothing their panels and i'm just saying mean things before we get into all the cool stuff Um, (laughs) their fucking panels were 10 minutes long and didn't even have the star of the fucking movie that the panel was of how how is that cooler than comic-con you want to watch an aquaman 2 panel without jason momoa that's 10 minutes long go fuck yourself there's no way that beats Hall H. No way in hell. Not for one fucking microsecond. I mean, yeah. I mean, my sorry, my thing with that is it, my rant. <laughs> uh, on a on a less mean note, but still constructive. You don't come for my um, Comic Con. Uh, yeah, I I don't think there's any way that it will replace Comic Con. No. Uh, R.I.P. Comic Con. Shut the fuck up. There were some production elements that were executed better than Comic Con at home, in my opinion. But there also were some that were not done well. Yeah. Um, my biggest complaint with it is that it was advertised as a 24-hour fan event. <laughs> and it was definitely not. There were there was eight hours of content that they just replayed two more times after that to fill 24 hours. Hmm. So looking back on it and looking back at just the movie panels that if we had Comic-Con or if they had done a panel for a Comic-Con at home even, would have basically just been the Warner Brothers DC morning panel of Hall H. Yeah, yeah. The the 10-minute segments that Joel mentioned would have been the quick like, hey, everybody, we're introducing the cast of this new movie that yeah, we're going like to tell Marvel you about. Yeah, like Marvel does or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And DC has done as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you if you just splice together everything they did for the movies for DC fandom, that would have been basically the one panel mm-hmm. at Comic-Con. Yeah. So while it was cool that they did this, no, there's no comparison. Yeah. God no. So Even I, virtually. Yeah. So so I agree um, with everything you guys have said. But to play dev- dev- devil's advocate, like I could also see what someone might be saying in terms of not the old Comic Con that we all know and love, but like in terms of Comic Con at home, like you said, Lauren, and the DC fandom. Like I think there were certain elements that were done better. Like Comic Con at home was very very rushed. You could tell that. And certain Look, elements of it, were I agree. Botched. I agree about the Comic Con at home stuff. Yes. But that's not what these people online are saying. Exactly. These people online are saying, "Well, I can skip Comic Con every year now," and it's like, "Good, good. Then fucking do yeah. it. Then fucking stay home. I don't want you there anyway." Well, here's the thing, though: is like we don't ever know if Comic Con will go back to the way it was. So it's like, how fucking dare you? I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I hope it does, but we don't know if it will. You know, it's like I just I don't yeah. know that. And 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 I think there's something to be said for like adapting to what's going on and if it if this keeps happening and you know things are different from now on for for a good while for several years or whatever like 
Comic-Con is going to have to be able to adapt what works best about the con into a virtual format, which they were, again, somewhat successful, but not entirely. Like, I only watched a couple of the panels. Like, I wasn't glued to my TV, but I wasn't glued to my TV for for fandom either. Like, I watched what I wanted to watch, and then I fucking turned it off when I didn't want to see anything else. So, um, so I think there's something to be said for that in terms of the presentation, and especially the way I think something that that fandom did the best was incorporating fans into the experience. Like, a lot of video submissions and fan questions, and they really tried to incorporate the fans the best they could. And I don't really think. At least the panels I watch, like Comic Con at home, really didn't even attempt to do that. So, see, I have to say you're completely wrong on that front, man. Every single panel that I watched at Comic Con at home had fan questions. They weren't live, but they had submissions from Twitter no. and Instagram. Yeah, I didn't see any of that. Yeah, I mean, I saw that. I mean, like all three of the Walking Dead panels that I saw, the boys panel had it. Like, and yeah. like every panel at Comic-Con at home was over 30 minutes long. Like yeah. they sat down, they got the fucking entire cast. Yes, I'm mm-hmm. looking at you fucking Aquaman. <laughs> like they got the whole cast. They sat down, they had a fucking actual panel and a conversation. Like how can you like, my problem with the DC fanboys is that no matter how shitty something is, Justice League, they're gonna <laughs> fucking say that it's the best fucking thing to yeah. ever grace this planet. Especially if a and certain DC director fandom, is making yeah, it. Yeah, Zack Snyder. And DC fandom is no fucking exception. It was not this grandiose, fucking amazing Comic-Con killing experience, but everybody's like, it was the coolest thing that's ever happened! And it was like, no, it wasn't. Well, I not mean, even to, fucking to, close. To, to, go ahead, Lauren. I think... Uh, they did a better job packaging it overall visually, but they also had more time to mm-hmm. do it. Exactly. Uh, you know, I I also don't think that it's fair comparing this to Comic Con at home no, simply because yeah. of the timeline of it. You yeah. know, Comic Con at home was doing this for the first time out of anyone everywhere, anywhere yeah. to my knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, and I'm not just backing up Comic Con because I love Comic Con. Yeah. Which you know, is partly true, but you know, looking at it objectively, yeah. Technically, yes, there were some elements. You know, they had hosts on the green screen stages and all these like flashy visuals. And you know, I I jokingly sent you guys a video of the intro video when you log onto the website where they make it bigger, like they do in Hall H every year. Yeah. Into the panel at Hall H, they always say make it bigger and like extra screen. So basically, you're wrapped around with yeah visuals on either side of you and that's kind of what they did in their opening video Mm. as well like virtually if they Um, had all this time why didn't they make panels longer why are there 10 minute well i mean aquaman 2 is still in development there's not really that much to share about the movie you know what i mean like suicide squad 2 isn't even like they're still editing it you know what i mean i think part of the downfall of it is that they labeled all of these as panels yeah they had called Agreed. flash uh black adam shazam aquaman if they had called those like previews or sneak mm-hmm. peeks um yeah things like or announcements yeah they're not really panels they're not panels yeah, yeah. agreed I mean, you know like the, the flash i when that was the first thing i saw and watching it i was like is this how the whole day is gonna be because this is a mess yeah it made no sense it was just cutting between people no questions were asked ezra was giving these random facts yeah. uh, and it didn't really aside from the new suit didn't really tell us much about what's coming yeah well that movie's been like, in footage or development not. yeah 
the movie's been in development freaking ever, so. Yeah, but like <laughs> they should have saved the the Batfleck news for that. Well, I think they were, and then it leaked. I think that's what happened. Is somebody yeah. scooped it before? Well, but he wasn't part of that. I know, right? They should. I mean, I agree. I didn't so. actually watch the Flash one, um, but they should have at least had freaking Michael Keaton there. Come on now, they dude lives not. on live, dude lives on a ranch in like Wyoming or some shit. Like it's not that hard to get him on the fucking Skype, you know? Yeah. Um, no, he he wasn't on it. They made no yeah. mention of him on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely so. ridiculous to drop the ball. Like I just, I I think that's like just dropping the ball. Like. Well, see, here's the thing. Yes yes and no. You have to remember it all comes down to like it it comes down to context and and interpretation. Like Lauren was saying, like these shouldn't have been labeled panels. But you also have to remember that these are marketing tools, right? Marketing tools to sell a movie that most of the time hasn't even been fucking made yet. But point being is that when I was doing Comic-Con at home, none of this shit was trending. Bill and Ted 3 was barely trending. Like there was there was basically a few things. When I went on Twitter on the day fandom was happening, that shit was dominating the trending list. Like, but you know, the Batman stuff, the suicide, like all these things were trending and people were talking about them. And I think Comic ultimately Con at home is trending for me all, all it, week. It wasn't really for me. I didn't see that much, but you know, again, I, I wasn't watching that much content. So I also wasn't searching like, you know, yeah. to see what people are saying about it. But, um, but yeah, I just, I just saw so much more excitement at least from people that 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 you know um on the outset that i'm seeing uh about it that it actually created a lot of buzz and i think ultimately like that's what these things are meant to do they're meant to create buzz and in that respect i I think go ahead sorry i was gonna say i also wonder though if that is because it is something new exactly yeah that too i mean comic-con isn't new like comic-con at home was of course yeah Exactly. Well, that's what I'm compared to Comic Con. Yeah, Comic Con at home because, like, yeah, I just didn't really, I didn't see a lot of uh, enthusiasm well, for how that Comic-Con was presented. Comic Con at home is still the Comic Con branding. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. it's still the same event. Yeah. So it's, yes, it was a different format, but it's you know it's tried and true. It's yeah. Comic Con. Yeah, that's true. Whereas this is this is a new thing we haven't had something from yeah, dc like got this you. yeah yeah no totally i That's see what, what you're I saying meant. yeah absolutely and i can 100 percent see that and i think it's just like um it's interesting like i don't again i don't think if it like i don't think either was necessarily perfect but either wasn't no. like the death of comic-con or the death no. of D- like none of that God, shit no although yeah. there there was a bunch of fucking layoffs at dc comics this last week so it yeah. might actually very well be the death of dc um eventually <laughs> but we'll see what happens with that so did Warner Brothers and DC have a Hall H panel at Comic Con last year? Oh, last year? I say yes, but like I'm not when sure. we saw, like when we did the Phase mm. Four day. I don't think so. Because it would have been on Saturday and left. we didn't see it, right? So here's the thing: is like everybody, everyone I'm seeing on Twitter right now about this DC fandom is like your move, Marvel, and it's like no, Marvel had the best Hall H panel of all time. Like it's not their move. Like this was your response to that panel. Like yeah. they don't have to then respond to your response. Like yeah, like you called them out. You guys didn't even fucking show up to Hall H last year. Like yeah, how like how like w- like how like one sided like how like like ignorance is bliss is that of a statement? Like your move. It's like no, they already fucking killed it. Yeah. We like we are already satisfied. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't believe they did last year. Yeah, because it would have been on Saturday, and we were in the room the whole day. Right. I know. I was just. Yeah. I was looking back at my photos. I think the year before that, though, it was. um, Pretty sure they had a 
panel the year before that, but definitely not last year, I don't think. Yeah. All right, I'm going to try now to keep all... That was my criticisms of the event, mostly my criticisms of the people online talking about the event. Um, let's get into like the shit that happened at the event. Let's, I, let's Because, look, I talked shit, but some cool things happened. Some cool things dropped. Some dope <laughs> trailers came out. I still fanned out, even though I didn't suck DC fandom's dick. So let's talk about the cool stuff that happened, what we saw, what's coming up, what people have been announced for things you know what i mean like let's yeah. just go through the 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 good stuff yeah so i will i will you know we kind of talked a little bit about the flash panel was there anything else that came out of that lauren i didn't watch that one anything uh with that not really yeah, okay. like i said it was it was 10 minutes long yeah, yeah. and it was just a lot of cuts really yeah. fast cuts between people and yeah, yeah pretty much just confirmed flashpoint yeah uh storylines sure. and the new suit by, by made by Bruce. Yeah. yeah I said, let's yeah. talk about the good stuff. So, well, I also <laughs> wanted to just, before we get to the good stuff, I also wanted to mention uh, the Aquaman presentation, which, which apparently the big news quote unquote coming out of that was like the tone of the second movie is going to be quote unquote more serious. And yeah. it's like, no, what I enjoyed about the first movie was an octopus playing the fucking drums. I want more octopuses <laughs> playing drums. You know what I mean? And obviously other people have said that, but it's true. Like, I think part of the charm of that movie, if you want to say that, because it's not particularly charming movie in certain respects, but um, part of the charm of the movie was how wild it was and how kind of out there it was willing to go with like the crazy stuff, uh, the crazy concept of like Atlantis and Aquaman and all these things. So I don't know. I just felt like that was worth mentioning because that's a big like warning flag for me right there. I feel like they're taking Thor and flipping it. How, where wait, they how started so? a little bit more out there mm, and now they're flip now they're going you. serious whereas yeah. thor started more serious with brana Bullshit. and everything and then flipped with taika Let's they see just it. need to make up their fucking minds okay yeah. because the dceu was like we are dark and gritty and yeah. then they're and then they did aquaman and then they did justice league and then they got joss to make justice league more uh, funny, and then now people are like, "It's too funny." Shazam. Go yeah. back to fucking dark, and <laughs> yeah. it's like, what, yeah, make, uh, just, just, yeah, make it's, and it's my whole problem with the fucking Snyder cut. <laughs> if the fans criticize you, don't just fucking bow down at their feet. Make a fucking decision. Yeah, yeah. make a fucking universe, and people, some people are gonna like it, some people are gonna fucking hate it. If you flip flop, you're gonna get a lot more fucking criticism than just like sticking to your guns, making a fucking universe, yeah. and like completing shit as opposed to just like well now we're gonna do this and now we're gonna do this and now we're gonna make uh, and now we're gonna spend 30 million dollars on a movie that's been out for four years yeah well you also have to remember there's been several regime changes throughout the dceu so that's like part of the reason but it it 100 agree like there's no continuity uh between like the movies in terms of tone and just make a decision and stick with it yeah. yeah Um, although I will say I do love James Wan and, and he gives me a lot of faith that I will still enjoy Aquaman too, despite the warning signs. I assume I'll have to watch it at some point. Yeah. Speaking of things you're going to watch and get tattoos over, what about Suicide Squad? What'd you think about, about that? Uh, Hey, the Suicide Squad panel was hella dope. Um, the footage they showed, you know, the little behind the scenes trailer that they did. I dug it. So cool. So cool. it. It was, it was so fun. Um, I made a joke about Sean Gunn only playing raccoons. Uh, Lauren pointed out that he's a weasel, yes. but uh, he's still just playing rodents. Rodents. Yeah, yeah we'll go rodents. with rodents. Yeah. Uh, super funny. I love seeing King Shark just all Ugh. like 
King Shark kind of won fandom. He had more yeah, appearances, seriously. I think, than anybody. <laughs> um, love it. And uh, just, oh, man. King Shark. Maybe. John Cena in that fucking mm. ridiculous-looking costume yep. is going to be so good. Yeah. And I, I love- like... Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. You first. I was going to say, I love how they have that little bit about like a, a douchey Captain America. And that's like yeah. perfectly sums up that character. It's like, okay, yeah, I got you. Like he says, you know, it's like perfect. They yeah. need to go this route of the tone. Have they said, is this in DCEU continuity or is this a part of like the Elseworlds? No, bullshit? this is going to be, I mean, Rick, they're, they're keeping, they brought people back from the first Suicide Squad. Uh, Jack yeah. Courtney, right. um, Viola Davis. Viola Davis is returning. Uh, what's his name? Um, but is that movie even really in like Rick, the Rick DCU? Flag. Yeah. Oh, continuity? absolutely. Like, it is. Yeah. I mean, Batman's in that movie. Batfleck. And Harley. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot that he was in that movie. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, it's hard, hard in continuity. Like, um, but I'm curious how they're gonna like sort of reboot it, and um, not necessarily reboot, but it's like a, it's like a soft reboot. Um, I just think that, like they said, like James Gunn has definitely got a unique approach for this movie. We don't quite know what that's going to be yet, but it definitely gave us a few um, sort of teases and hints at that, like Polka yeah. Dot Man. Yeah. David I mean, does we know James Gunn. Come on. Yeah, he did say that it's uh, essentially a sequel of sorts to the Ostranders story run okay. um, of Suicide Squad with some other villains uh, thrown in that have either been in the Suicide Squad before, or yeah. that would be good fits for the Suicide Squad. Yeah. So, if that gets, gives you any yeah. hints as to what might be coming. And my question is: Is did, have they revealed who the villain of this movie is yet? Because they they have this like, huge cast of all these people, and it's like we don't even know who the antagonist of this movie is yet. Yeah, I don't think so. Interesting. I think everyone that we have heard thus far is just all part yeah. of the suicide squad aside from like viola davis yeah flag what if what if what if uh what if amanda waller is actually the antagonist of the movie that'd be really interesting i mean she kind of is in the first movie too but still yeah yeah they it's... called it like a war film mm-hmm. right like a 70s war film or something yeah. like that yeah so what if it's what if the villain is just like they're being used as like soldiers it could be really interesting it's just like some... yeah I don't know who what characters they're like military people or like some colonel or some shit, you know, like a William Stryker type, right? Yeah, it could know. just be like a covert military mission type thing. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I I mean, we definitely know that like most of the cast that's been revealed are either going to be small bit parts or they're just going to be like cameos where they where they sort of uh, just like get killed off somehow. Uh, because I definitely know that, you know, the uh, Polka Dot Man's going to be a focus. King Shark's going to be a focus. Idris Elba, who's not playing Deadshot, right, in this? He's playing somebody else? He's not. He's no. playing Bloodsport. Bloodsport. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, people like this are obviously going to be your main character. So my interest and my, my questions, you know, sort of tend to lean into like, okay, how are people going to die and how magnificent will it be when they die? Like in terms <laughs> oh, of James Gunn just, so good. just going crazy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think of like super, but like on a yeah. way less like oh, I was thinking toned like down. Slither. Slither meets super, but like <laughs> yeah. slightly toned down, you know? Oh, it's going to be so good. Man. People saying. are going to explode. Dude, that happens. What, what are you talking about, man? They already did that. Slipknot, the man who can climb anything. 
That's what happens. <laughs> I'm just glad that That's they're true. like, it's like, we, I'm so glad they picked better characters than Slipknot, the man who can climb anything. Like, it's so yeah. terrible, even though I do like the actor who played that character. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, because because we didn't get a trailer, uh, we don't know much about the movie, but yeah. uh, the behind the scenes looked funny. It looked good. It's J. Look, it's it's James Gunn. Yeah. That's really all you need to say yeah. when you think about this movie is it's James Gunn and you say, oh, yeah, OK, yeah. I'm sold. Yeah. And it's yeah. I mean, go ahead, Lauren. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I feel like this was one of the better panels in the sense of fan interaction Yeah, uh, <laughs> because they started with a Q&A with James Gunn answering fan questions. And, yeah. you know, once we got the cast, the cast didn't really get actual questions. It was more of yeah. a trivia game. But, um, yeah, I thought the behind the scenes footage looks fantastic. It really and does. Yeah, I was they... already excited for it because I anything James Gunn, I'll go see. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, but it looks like production design, everything like just looks so good. Yeah, the colors. You know, I'm really glad that he's just embracing the colors because yeah. even though Guardians, like for instance, was a fairly colorful film by Marvel standards, like he's really just going off the chain in terms of like visual design and and color palette and all those things yeah. like that that really make him a great filmmaker. Um, and yeah, we're getting I mean, a '70s movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like in the in the sizzle reel, there's like a lot of footage of like uh, apparently like it looks like the squad like storming like some kind of like beach or something like that. You know, yeah, sequences you definitely like, get that like that war, that seventies war Vietnam yeah. like Tropic Thunder mm-hmm. apocalypse now. Kind yeah, of, yeah, totally. And 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 just seeing like something different like that in the DC universe is is really exciting. Yeah. So. Also, yeah. really exciting that Joel's going to be getting a tattoo very soon. Well, not very soon, but in in due time. Yeah. I have already I can just fucking lie to you guys and say that I didn't like the I know, movie but we, and then secretly watch it at home. We all know it's day. we all know it's not true though. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see deal. how it plays out. Yeah. One we'll day plays out. you would the fans uh, we're going to have to confess to us. We're going to have to get our listeners to berate you until it happens. <laughs> <laughs> just get him drunk enough. It'll yeah, right. <sighs> That's true. That's true. Just make it a tiny okay. one, dude. It'd be like the size of a you know, penny or something, you know? Just a dot and be like, yeah, that yeah, represents exactly. something. It's microscopic. Just get, get one of Polka Dot Man's Polka Dot. Oh, oh there you go. That done. would be good, But, actually. like, a good size, not a dot. But, yeah. like, the yeah, same Polka size Polka could be any suit. size, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, speaking of Suicide Squad, uh, there was a Suicide Squad Rockstar game. Indeed. No, Rocksteady. Rocksteady, yeah. right? Yep. Game uh, coming out called The Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Indeed. Um, Which I this, think is what's going to happen with this movie. I don't. I Not don't story think so. wise, like success wise. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the trailer for this game was super funny, man. I really enjoyed this. Again, King Shark was in it. We got a reimagining of Deadshot. That's not fucking Will Smith. Um, really cool, actually. Boom. Yeah. And Boomerang's in it with Harley Quinn. Um, there is some sort of alien invasion going on in the city. Um, they're obviously slacking off because they're the Suicide Squad. Um, they get called to uh, attack Target A or whatever they call it. Um, they get there and it ends up being fucking Superman. Yeah. Uh, presumably mind controlled. Mm-hmm. Um, probably by, I would assume, 
dark side maybe i don't brainiac, know um, perhaps yeah maybe brainiac yeah um but anyway they are like oh yeah we got to kill this target who is it oh fuck it's superman <laughs> so i assume yeah it's gonna be like an action adventure game controlling uh harley quinn boomerang king shark and fucking deadshot against the entirety of the justice league yeah seems pretty sweet i mean what do you guys think about the trailer i I mean like it was an entire cinematic trailer which is more than we got for you know a few panels that i won't name check again um i thought it was fun i really liked it i think the writing was really well done like the banter and the dialogue between the members of the squad before and after sort of that little montage action sequence that happens was really mm-hmm. great. Uh, like as soon as they used Bob by Outcast, I was like sold, you know, like that's like an immediate sell for me. Yeah. Um, it's like a perfect song for, for, for the suicide squad as well. Um, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it, man. I'm like, I, I like you told, I've like, I'm I'll buy this game. You know, this looks way better than, <laughs> unfortunately, this looks way more entertaining than the fucking Avengers game, which is coming out in a few weeks, which is apparently like not that good. I won't admit to that, but yeah. I, but I, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, you feel my plight? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Seeing like Boomerang have these weird powers that he didn't, definitely didn't have in the movie, which is wherever he throws the Boomerang, he can like transport to that yeah. looked like it was in the game. That, that cool. seems super really cool. Neat, yeah. Um, yeah, they all had like these different abilities to like get from point A to point B, as like, opposed to just like running through the streets. Dead, dead it, shot yeah. had like a, like a jetpack with like flames yeah. that would come. Like it was really inventive in terms of making it like different and interesting and fun. It's gonna definitely take the entirety of the Suicide Squad to kill Superman. So it's gonna be a fun game. I'm interesting to see gameplay. Is it like a hack and slash or? You know what I mean? Like, what is the style yeah, of the game? Totally. Is it going to be co-op at all? Do we know? I hope. Have a co-op option? I think so. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. You didn't watch any of this, right, Lauren? I think I saw the tail end of it. Gotcha. When I turned it, the yeah. next panel on. I just watched the trailer, so I don't know anything yeah. about the game other than what's in the right. trailer. Yeah, there's not much to say about it other than it looks cool, but yeah. uh, a good segue for co-op games is the other video game trailer th- that they showed at Fandom was for Gotham Knights, which is mm. a fully co-op game, um, which, God fucking A, the trailer for this was so good, man. It Did was, you watch this, Sailor? Yeah, I watched it. I was a little less um, enthused. Let's just put it that oh, way. Oh, man. I loved it. The trailer starts out with like Batman sending a message to... The Bat Children, you know, which is the Bat Jason family. Todd yeah. as the Red Hood. We got yeah. Barbara as Batgirl. We got Damian Wayne. We got Dick Grayson as mm-hmm. Nightwing. And he's mm-hmm. like, if you're getting this message, <laughs> I'm fucking dead, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then it's a co-op game about them trying to, I guess, maybe solve the mystery of who killed him or just battling the, you know, the rogues gallery. Yeah. And then it ended with a really cool, like, court of owls well that's that was the most exciting thing for me that is the one that i caught the tail end of then got you yeah the the court of owls i mean anybody who's read batman comics in the last like 15 years knows how fucking incredible um the court of owls is and you know even when i was uh, i was writing a, a good amount of batman coverage back in the day which was like a year ago so it's really not back in the day but um, you know, Court of Owls was my number one. Like, they need to adapt this, whether it's animated or live action. They need to make fucking Court of Owls movie story, whatever it may be. 
And um, so, yeah, I'm just super excited about that. And, and, and if that's the focus, then like I'm totally in. But I also, in terms of being skeptical, kind of was like, this is supposed to be a sequel to Arkham Knight, but it's kind of not. And Batman's in it, but he's not. And it's like, it, it, I don't know. It feels like they're kind of trying to have their cake and eat it a little bit. Um, and that sort of bugs me, especially because Arkham Knight wasn't the greatest ending to that trilogy with two games before that that were fucking incredible, you know? So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I just to touch on the Court of Owls thing a little bit, I think it's really cool to like witness history. You know what I mean? Like we all know of the great, like the golden age of comics, you know, yeah. like we all, we all hear about you know, like the dark Phoenix saga and all these really amazing storylines that like we weren't around for, but we've read them now. And then now to realize that like the court of owls is that like modern day, like new classic, like to get to, to realize that we lived through the court of owls is like super cool. So yeah, to see them, like, uh, so like to see them kind of adapting that for the first time and like acknowledging that it's like mm-hmm. the new best Batman storyline um, is fun. And look, yeah. I just, if if I can just kick ass as Damian Wayne for the whole game, like yeah, fight, fight some talons and shit. <laughs> yeah, like if we play as friends, nobody else gets to play as Damian. That's just like <laughs> permanent dibs on Robin on that one. You guys, funny. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So I yeah, mean, the, go ahead, sorry. No, I, yeah, just uh, not much else to say about that. Just like the the other game, uh, mm-hmm. it just it looked cool. There was a trailer for it. I'm sure we'll find out more. As time yeah. goes Apparently, on. these are both going to be PS5 titles, by the way, too, just so people know. Um, hopefully, they'll just release. Just PS5 I, titles? I, well, they're going to be PS5 titles. Whether they're doing PS4 and PS5 would be kind of stupid if they didn't, but I guess it's Oh, I like, meant like Sony exclusive? No, no, but I guess what I'm saying, next gen. It's going to be next gen oh, okay. titles. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Awesome. Well, what is next on the list of fandom? Um, I guess the next biggest thing would be the the... The elephant in the room, right? Or was there other stuff besides that? Well, uh, we can talk about Black Adam. Oh, Black Adam. That's right. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I've, there's a couple more, actually. Yeah. And a sh- a there was things, a Shazam yeah. panel, too, right? There, yeah. 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 happened in the Shazam panel? <laughs> so uh, it was also kind of like the Flash situation. Was Zach was there? only 10 minutes. Zach was there. Okay. Um, A lot of the cast was. I'll like, give them the, props ki- the kids. Yeah. Um, but basically, the two takeaways from that are we got the title, mm-hmm. which is oh, I did see that, Sam yeah. Fury of the Gods, which is mm-hmm. cool. And then the other part, I'm not 100% sure if it's serious or if it was a joke, um, but Sinbad popped on. Oh, uh, because you know, there's that whole like zeitgeist uh, thing, Nelson of, Mandela, the of, Mandela yeah, effect, yeah, the Mandela effect yeah. of this Shazam movie starring him as a genie that doesn't actually exist. Yeah. So I think he's going to be in Shazam 2. I think that's what they were saying. That'd be interesting. I would prefer that to have been a joke. Yeah, I I couldn't tell if that was just a joke or if that it, was a serious announcement. It seems like a joke, but at the same time, if he was in the movie, maybe in a cameo or something, it's kind of like yeah. a wink and a nod. I, would, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I don't but. think it's going to be a serious like major role if anything but it's hard to tell what's a joke and what's not when your panel is only 10 minutes long yeah yeah well i mean considering the like the type of movie that shazam is you know that kind of makes sense like as as more of a more of a a trolley kind of joke than anything else but for sure we'll see um and then black adam was another one it was a little bit longer it was 20 minutes 
Um, and it was mostly just the rock um, talking about it, answering some fan questions as well. Um, they kind of showed a teaser in the form of concept art. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, to give us a little bit of backstory and look into what this film is going to look like. Um, and it looks pretty cool. I mean, he's been working on it for 10 years trying to get this thing made. Yep. So it's really exciting that that's coming together in the way that it is. Um, and he also had, I don't remember his name, but the actor who's playing Adam Smasher popped in mm. for a little bit to talk um, as well. Gosh, I can't slip in my mind as well. It is super cool that we're getting people like Adam Smasher and Hawkman and Dr. Fate and Cyclone. Like, yeah, that was the other thing. They confirmed the Justice Society of America with yeah. those three at least. So. Not a big DC fan, as everybody knows, but like Hawkman and Adam Smasher are going to be fucking super dope. Yep. And it ended with uh, The Rock calling out the Justice League, saying there's going to be a shift in the hierarchy. Oh, yeah, in the so. hierarchy of the DC universe. And yeah. then it does that animation with him in the suit and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I that's that. such a that's so. such a The Rock thing to do. Yeah, know. yeah. So it was to... fun. I mean, he was on he was in green screen, clearly, kind of in yeah. the world behind him. So like production value wise, that was kind of cool, um, but not a ton because yeah. it's still early. You know, they're in previs. Basically, he said the previs is looking awesome, uh, but they haven't actually shot. Yeah, we got that really short Superman cameo in the first Shazam movie. Um, Like, technically Henry Cavill. I know, not at all. So terrible. But so, so if The Rock's calling out the real Justice League, it'll be super cool to see the Shazam universe kind of, yeah, like move into the regular DC universe. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, But that's pretty much all I have on Black Adam. and, and then I have three other larger panels to touch on. Let's do Jesus it. Jesus Christ, there were three other panels that aren't the main ones? Uh, Well, no, they're con- more main, I would say. Are they the Batman? Do you want me to just name one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if it's not so the it's, Batman and it's, it's not... It's Wonder Woman, Snyder Cut, and Batman. Okay, yeah. So we'll, Okay, so those were two of the ones that I was thinking of. Let's start with Wonder yeah. Woman. We'll end with Snyder Cut. Um... Yeah, Taylor, are you ready to move on from? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Things? Yeah. Yep. So, Wonder Woman 1984. Um, the last panel we saw for this was the Warner Brothers panel two years ago at Comic Con. <laughs> um, but we got a new trailer. We, yes, we saw did. Cheetah in action. Yes, we mm. did. Um, I have mixed feelings on it. I think it looks great. I love Kristen Wiig, and I'm interested to see her in this role because it looks different from much of what we've seen from her in the past yeah Yeah. um i have seen someone else pointed this out and i kind of agree that um i am a little bit surprised that they didn't cast a person of color in that role um yeah yeah but i still think like the footage that we got still really excites me and seeing we got to see more of chris pine yeah coming into this world and stuff so definitely um, yeah and this I, panel was really good as as far as having questions for the cast and crew <laughs> so yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how chris pine comes back yeah there's no answer to that as of yet right no no 
It'll we just know that he's new to this world and adjusting. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, like you said, to see how they pull that off. I think, uh, I do agree that, that I'm loving everything I see in terms of Kristen Wiig playing Cheetah and stuff like that. And I do think that is a fair point. But at the same time, like, and I'm not super familiar with, with, with Cheetah in the comics, but is, is she like a, like a, a character of color in the comics and they like whitewashed her? Or is it like always been that she's like just this white chick? Like, um, that's what my. I am not positive Let well me... and i'm 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 not necessarily like i uh, i think the the my reaction like depends on that because if it's a person of color who then they then whitewashed with like like a famous white actress like that's a different story than like just casting someone who you think is the best sure, actress yeah. you know um and I, w- I will say that that as much as i like what she, Kristen stewart's doing as she did in here i do Wig. think the the Kristen look Wig. oh shit i'm sorry what did i say Kristen stewart <laughs> yes, oh my gosh Kristen Wig. thank you <laughs> um someone's got twilight on the brain what the fuck yeah i wonder why <laughs> um and i i'm just not sure if i'm i'm digging like the the look is kind of a little weird to me i'm i'm, I'm not uh, we, we we don't see a good glimpse of it so that's why i'm like kind of rehold, withholding my judgment but no i'm like a whole lot of obc is like at night time. that's what i'm saying like i'm kind of not convinced on the look actual look of cheetah in the movie yet like i'm not sure if that's something that i'm like quite dick yeah a a majority of the trailer she's in just like cheetah print yeah and like for most of the trailer i was thinking like oh man are they really just gonna like like homage cheetah not like make her a cheetah and then at the end of the trailer she is full cheetah and it's like they don't even hint as to how she gets that way you know like yeah i'm pretty sure even the amazing spider-man 2 trailer had jamie fox falling into the vat of fucking eels right so it's like how does she become a cheetah i don't yeah i don't know we'll see how that plays out you know it definitely has like the 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 possibility of being like really cheesy and campy or it could be done really well so you know it all depends on how the movie handles that but um yeah i dug this trailer i think there's some really cool stuff we saw some expanded like uh money shot sequences that were in the first two trailers and uh yeah still really excited to check the movie out she fucking rides the lightning, dude. Dude, the riding the lightning <laughs> is like my favorite bit in all of the trailers so far. It's so badass. Right before that riding the lightning bit in the trailer, though, it's broad daylight, and she yeah. just kind of like whips out into the sky, and I'm like, what are you... Yeah, what are you no, attaching to? What are you attaching to? There's no light. She's got the invisible jet, dude. For all you know, she could be freaking... <laughs> I'm serious, dude. They, they've. Uh, you know that the invisible jet's going to be in this movie, right? It fucking better be. They, there's a shot where the, all the fireworks are going off, and Chris Pine and and Gal Gadot are like in a cockpit, and I think that's my theory is that that's the invisible jet. Well, no, but right before that, they're actually in a regular jet. I mean, but it could be like that's what I'm saying though. It's like what would make sense is that it's a regular jet that's been somehow retrofitted for invisibility. You know what I mean? I do like that joke where he's like, "They'll never catch us," and she's like, "Oh, I forgot to tell you, radar, radar, <laughs> yeah." yeah. <laughs> he's um, from the past. Yeah. So looking up about Cheetah, uh, there are multiple versions mm, in the comics, multiple gotcha. characters who As are comics Cheetah. Do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it doesn't look like any of them are particularly people of color. Yeah. But it also doesn't look like based on their backgrounds that they couldn't be. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, so I think just in particular with this trailer, what led uh the person who I saw say this, uh the reasoning behind it was just kind of the dialogue of like she's talking about how she's someone who's been oppressed like people like me versus people like you Got like it could have been yeah, yeah, yeah. really strong Got for you. a person of color yeah, in that yeah, yeah totally i could see yeah, that absolutely. argument behind that yeah, but. yeah. i got you 
but it's not a whitewashing situation. Yeah, well, that, that just, makes me feel uh, a little better. It, we could have yeah. gone a different direction with it and didn't. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, I mean, Wonder Woman is only one of quite a, you know, a, vid, a very few DC titles that I enjoy. So uh, I'm, I'm more excited for it than I am the main, you know, the last thing we're going to talk about. I'll tell and you that. Pedro Pascal looks... Like he's gonna do a killer job. At this oh too. my god, I'm so the little excited. bit we've seen of his character, he's just hamming like it, up. it intrigues me. Yeah, he's just hamming it up. Is he in this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy in the power suit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that he's because uh, he's Maximilian. No shit. Uh, Max, yeah. What's his name in the movie? Max. Who's he play? God, I'm so blanking on every freaking name. Today. <laughs> um, what is it called? I can't. I, yeah, that dude. did not look like him to me. Yeah, he's I mean, playing Max Lord. Max Lord, there you go. And I, so my theory too is that with Cheetah, is he's going to be the one who actually like gives her the b- abilities to make that transformation. So. That wouldn't surprise me just we'll based see. on the trailer. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's in the trailer where he's like anything you wish or want. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Which explains why Chris Pine's there. He's like the 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 um mm-hmm. the emperor. I've answered all my own questions. Look he's at the, that. He's the emperor <laughs> to Cheetah's Darth Vader. Let's put it that way. Right. <laughs> Dope. Well, I mean, Patty Jenkins has said that the next one will likely be her last. Correct. So I mean, that's it. Could be a nice, like you know, nice little trilogy. Two film, yeah, like the number two film is often you know it seems to always be the best. So. Um, it'll be nice to see kind of the midpoint of this trilogy. We're gonna not, not in the case of Transformers, Joel. Not in the case of Transformers. Yeah, I don't. That's not a fucking trilogy. That's like a fucking a seven movie. billion movie orgy. That it is. makes no sense. It's like pirates in the sense of there's yeah. multiple trilogies pushed together. Yeah, overlapping trilogies. Yeah. Um, Didn't one of the Transformers movies have fucking King Arthur? Like, shut the f- what the fuck? Yeah, no, no, it was it was drunk. Uh, it was King Arthur, but it was uh, Stanley Tucci is drunk Merlin, which was one of my favorite bits in that movie. <laughs> it was Jesus so amazing, Christ. Stanley Tucci just being drunk, yelling at fucking tra- ancient Transformers. It's beautiful. Michael That's Bay funny. needs to sh- stop. Yeah. Yep. Just like someone else. who needs to stop. <laughs> no, no, no. That's. <laughs> I want that to be the last thing we're gonna talk about. You want to um, end on that note, not I, on the better I, note. I, I think yeah, we should end on the. I think we're no, we're. I are going to rant about the worst note longer. So that's I think needs to be. <laughs> All right, the last so thing the, we talk about. Let's do it. Uh, let me let me go pee first. Don't yeah. pause anything. Yeah. That made a fucking editing yeah. disaster last time. I will just cut this. That's I'll fine. I need to step out for a second too. I'm out. sweating my ass okay. off right All now. Right. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, guys, we're back from peeing and me getting another beer. Um, look. <laughs> If you guys want to start with, uh, if I'm sorry, if you want to end with the happier stuff first, we can go right into uh, 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 the thing I was dreading talking about the entire time. Yeah, that is, uh, I guess, the Snyder Cut trailer. If you want to call it a trailer. Um, I, I definitely have thoughts on this. If you guys, you guys aren't ready for just the next 20 minutes to be pure, just shit talking, uh, skip ahead <laughs> like maybe 20, 30 minutes because well, it's going to get bad. It's, it's shit talking, but it's also like the the irony of like what the Snyder Cut represents, man. It's just, it just makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, so I watched the panel. Did either of you actually watch the no. 
panel. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Although I, I watched the trailer not, about but... fifty fucking times. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> well, that's because you were working lot. on a project. Um, yeah. I mean, it was weird and awkward. Like it was Snyder answering some fan questions, which was like good that they did that. Um, but like they had a, a fan pop in who was like instrumental in the Snyder cut hashtag and website yeah. and blah 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 and like, like the fundraising ah, so douchebag ground zero. She was it's a girl some girl from I think China, I believe. Um Wow, that's crazy. But yeah, yeah. I mean it was interesting to see, you know someone else talk besides zach um but it was she was also very much like a huge zach fan girl and mm-hmm. stuff so it was just kind of like eh, i don't Worsh- know worshiping um, on the altar but i didn't quite realize like the whole process of the the build of the hashtag and that there was a website and like all this stuff that yeah. that happened in person as well meetups yeah. and stuff um, yeah well they, i don't know if you remember comic-con i think it was 2019 they had the they had the posters in the bus yeah. stations they had a freaking plane flying and then they had a billboard in times square sadly yeah. i remember also. all of them. Yeah. um but other than that i mean like he also had most of the main characters from justice league popped in and asked a question except for uh jason momoa i think was the only one who did it Makes more sense now that he's there for his own film as well. It makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I mean, really, the only things that really came out of that that I wrote down down in my notes was that he's quoted as saying, Cyborg is the heart of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which he's very clearly not not. come across. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny. It's, Um, It's that typical, like, Snyder, like, logic, like, Oh, yeah. the guy without a heart is actually the heart of the movie. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's come yeah. on, guys. Also, um, I've jerked off to this movie 40 times already. Yeah. <laughs> so. He also said that they are, for those who are interested that are not in the States with HBO Max, they're working on international distribution as well. Yeah. And I think one of the other big, uh, like, quote unquote, revelations about it is that the, it's basically going to be split up into four parts. Did they announce I thought, that? I thought we already knew that. He talked well, about it, but they, I thought we already knew that. They were basically going back and forth on whether it was going to be a movie as it was originally intended or whether they were going to break it into like a sort of a, a four-part miniseries, I guess, if you will. Almost like um, – I don't know if you guys watched The Hateful Eight uh, extended yeah. edition on Netflix. Kind of like that, you know? Um, oh, okay. But, I saw it in theaters. I didn't watch it. Yeah. But it, well, I, I, I rewatched it on Netflix because I wanted to see what the difference was. And it's actually a really interesting experiment. And ironically enough, Tarantino actually approved that. So it's like a lot of people mm-hmm. were freaking out like, why did they fuck with Tarantino? Like, no, he, he was okay with doing an experiment like that. Yeah. Um, but that's neither here, here nor there. Uh, yeah. And so basically they, they announced that like it's going to be four episode, four one hour episodes. And then eventually it's also going to be released as a movie. So going back to what we were talking about earlier, DC can't make up their fucking mind. Like just <laughs> stick with one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm yeah, going to let I you mean, guys say some nice things first before I well, start talking. Because once I, I start fucking I, talking, it's going to get think bad. That, I think that the trailer itself and, and, 
everything that happened right before the trailer dropped and that sort of interaction that really sparked a big fucking Twitter debate, actually, with Zack Snyder calling out a critic um, on Twitter. Scott Mendelson. Scott Mendelson, who I actually appreciate. And the, oh, I, I love Scott the funny, The funny, ironic part about his tweet is that Scott Mendelson's actually one of the guys who sort of likes Snyder's work. Like he doesn't trash his work. He was just making an observation and I'll just, I'll just, I'll just read it for you guys here. Um, so let me, before you do, yeah. before you do, let me preface it with, look, the trailer got leaked, yes. right? Scott Mendelson watched it, but it's yeah. not like he watched it like a month ahead of time, yeah. two months ahead of time, right? It's not like he was misinterpreting things from a leaked trailer that then were changed in the final product. Yeah which is a concern for some people, right? Absolutely. Like you're not getting the full, uh, yeah. you know, like the full product, but this was like five minutes before it had like five yeah. to 10 minutes before it happened. Like yeah, it was- he saw the final product, right? Yeah. So like to, to, to criticize someone for commenting on a leaked trailer when it's still the full product is just so Zack Snyder Taylor take it away yeah so so basically Scott Mendelson uh whipped up a tweet that says so the trailer for the Snyder cut of Justice League looks like the same movie lots of deleted <laughs> scenes from the marketing campaign but otherwise it looks like alternate takes of existing scenes and then of course Snyder being Snyder had to snap back at him and he said you said you enjoyed the theatrical cut of Justice League like you enjoy your enjoy Saturday morning cartoons. Well, this is made for grown-ups, so you're grown-ups. not in the de- in the demographic. Also, cool of you to comment on a leaked teaser. And then he adds him in it uh, after retweeting it. So it's like double whammy there. And uh, <laughs> this is just – like I, I tweeted uh, this response and I just said I think this this interaction right here is emblematic of everything – that the fucking Snyder Cut stands for that is wrong about this world and about filmmaking and about media and 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 fucking stan culture, you know, all these stands of Zack Snyder's. Like I just it's yeah. it represents all of those bad things. And here's the thing is like I feel like there's a lot of good that actually came out of the Snyder Cut. Like d- d- despite all the bullshit that we've talked about this movie, like the intentions were good. Like the fan who showed up and started the Snyder Cut movement, like that person is not a toxic fan. Yes, they have a misplaced sense of of fandom in a certain respect of, of worshiping this person as a god, like they often do. But yeah. I, I I think that there's there's a lot of good that could actually come out of of uh, that that did come out of this in terms of the you know suicide prevention awareness and 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 people actually coming together to to. Um, about about something they love, you know, much in like Comic-Con, people coming together about something they deeply love. And the problem I have, though, is that by making comments like this, Zack Snyder is essentially sending his fucking army of trolls to go do their thing and whatever the fuck they do in the internet, telling everybody that their opinion's wrong and only theirs is right, and this movie isn't made for you. And blah, blah, blah. It's like, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? First of all, yeah. grown-ups. Like, shut yeah. the fuck up, Please, dude. Please. Come on now. Like, what kind of a grown-up are you, bro? Yeah, well, yeah. it's not only that, but it's like, dude, you're making a Justice League movie. The, the very yeah. implication of the subject matter or the material you're dealing with is privy to a child's <laughs> point of view. Like... Comics, superheroes, all these things are geared towards children. Like, yes, adults can enjoy them too, but 
they're ultimately there to make toys and to sell all these fucking products to 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 children and then you know the children go to their parents and say mommy daddy i want this and then the parents no, are forced no, to buy no, it no no you no know? we're going no 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 we're going full grown up now we're only making fleshlights yeah we're only making exactly uh, booze yeah we're only making uh uh car wraps that's it that's that's all yeah. <laughs> no more fucking toys exactly and so and, and this is the problem i have with what what i've seen from the snyder cut fans and and honestly i'm i i, I normally wouldn't do this thing but i'm going to read you guys an interaction once we get to actual trailer itself because i think it's another example of like the trolliness of 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 the the, the um of the justice league sort of snyder cut movement uh fans if you want to call them that um, and again, I hate to lump like, you know, everybody together with something like that, because, you know, even with like Star Wars, well, with Star Wars, like there are toxic fans and there are fans who actually care and like want to have a discussion. But the the problem is, is that the ones, the voices who are the loudest are the ones who actually can't have a reasonable fucking discussion with people. And everything yeah. has to turn into an attack defense sort of mechanism. And I really fucking hate that about online culture. I think for me, it's actually emblematic of one of the worst aspects of online movie culture in particular that that, that had sort of become in the last couple of years. And I, I really don't like it, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have thoughts on any of this stuff, and I know I'm rambling, but it's just so frustrating because it's like this is everything that is bad about online movie culture these days. 100%. Lauren, you, you got anything to say before I go uh, go go beast mode? <laughs> Not really, other than I agree about the toxicity and basically everything Taylor just said. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're all fucking sheep. Yeah. <laughs> Not to quote fucking Mike Kalinowski, but god damn it. Yeah. Look, there's a reason they're making it into fucking four one-hour parts for HBO Max, Okay. It's because you, the, it's because you won't fucking sit down and watch a four hour movie because it sucks. So what are they going to do? They're going to make you pay four fucking months of HBO Max for you to watch this. If you want to watch the whole thing, you got to fucking pay four months of HBO Max to do it. Okay, mm-hmm. you're just like they they fucking own you now. If you tweeted, if you ever tweeted Snyder Cut, they fucking own your soul now. You're gonna do it. You're gonna pay them the four months to watch this fucking shitty movie that's not going to be any better, okay? And the trailer, can we talk about Hallelujah? How much oh, of a my hack? God, but yeah. How much of a hack do you have to be to not even pick a new fucking song? How many songs exist in the universe? I don't yeah. know the answer. Yeah. It's a lot, okay? Well, it's probably a billion. Yeah. And well, he chose so, Hallelujah again? Well, so well, but also like it just came off so pretentious of you know, hallelujah, oh, we're is. getting the Snyder cut. Like, yeah. come on. Really? You might as well have and just you know, fucking ejaculated into the fucking lens of the camera. You know he did. I was just going to say, <laughs> just like he probably fucking jerked off to that scene in Watchmen, he definitely jerked off to this trailer like f- at least a thousand times. I like, think the yeah. only thing that could have been more like spot on is if he rewrote the words to America, fuck yeah, as the Snyder <laughs> yeah. Cut, fuck yeah. Snyder like Cut, fuck yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's just, with this, with this tweet, with the reuse of Hallelujah, and just, like, the fact that they're forcing it into a four-part fucking series, as opposed to just releasing them. People have released four-hour movies. Yeah. It's 
it's been done. It's yeah. not yeah, common, yeah, no. but it happens. Like yeah. you could have just released the whole movie. Yeah. But they're fucking playing everybody who wants to see this movie. They're fucking playing you. Yep. And you're getting played so fucking hard. Can yeah. I ask why are you saying that you have to pay four months for it? Are they only releasing one a month or? I would assume so. Unless it's a weekly thing. Yeah, I'm I not sure know. how they're going to do the release intervals, but I, I know what you're saying, though, in terms of like you're getting you're basically subscribing to this to this. It's hook, line and sinker. You know, they toss the bait that is the Snyder cut like out on the hook and these people are just biting it up. And what they're really getting is a fucking HBO Max subscription for a few months at least because these people either are going to keep keep it. Uh, test it out, not like it, and eventually cancel. And I can guarantee you that most of these people will, out of the very fiber of what the Snyder's Cut stands for, they won't cancel their subscriptions because they're going to want to be right. able to watch the movie whenever they want to watch it. You know, And it's not like it's getting a home video release or anything. So it's exclusive yeah, to okay. HBO Max. Yeah, and so maybe I, I got ahead of myself. Maybe it's not four full months. No, but, like, but that's the The odds of it being released on the first of a month, right? And then it being four weeks. Like, you know, it's going to be one or two maybe three months long of like paying for this fucking subscription like you know i got into my shit talk mode and i just went full force but it's like (laughs) you know it might not be four months but it's definitely gonna be longer than one month like you're gonna have to pay more than one month subscription to hbo max to see this and like Mm -hmm. that's not worth it yeah Yeah. i mean the fact in general that you you have to sign up for it at all yeah like if you're not interested in anything else and you're only going there for the Snyder cut then yeah mm-hmm. it, it still speaks to your point of like yeah. you have to pay exactly. for this subscription to get this thing that you've wanted yeah right and they want it bad enough that no problem you know no right no questions about that even though HBO Max actually is like I think the most expensive uh, current uh, streaming it service. is yeah, yeah that's it is. why it's I haven't gotten ridiculous. it yet. I know which they do have a really good library I'm still really tempted to get it but the problem is, is that like they launched with all the DC, a bunch of the DC movies, all this stuff, and then the next month after they launched, they yanked all those fucking titles, and it's like you really like baited people into to subscribing for your service. It's as much yeah. of a hack as Zack Snyder is. Yeah. So I guess jumping back to the trailer, though, I agree that the Hallelujah is it's uh, okay. So the 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 quote unquote. Uh, reason of why this trailer or why this song was used in the trailers because apparently Zack Snyder's uh, you know obviously there was the whole family tragedy I believe you know one of his children yeah. committed suicide which is obviously tragic and like we all acknowledge that but at the mm-hmm. same time like basically he was saying that this song I keep my condolences on my shit talking yeah of course separate. of course like we're all human beings at the end of the day um, business versus personal yeah exactly and yeah and and Apparently, this song has a very like uh, uh, strong meaning for him and his family, and so that apparently his 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 reasoning for that was that was kind of the the personal reason for why he ended up using reusing the song the in this trailer version in particular. I think so. Yes, or, I'm, okay. I'm not sure. I I just know that's the, the song, song. Okay. whether it's the actual recording or the just the generally the song itself is is unsure. But that's kind of what I read, and I was like, hmm. okay, I get that. You know what I mean? I get that, but. At the end of the day, like you're also you're also selling a product. You know what I mean? Like this isn't yeah. we poor me Zack Snyder land. Like you decided to come back after all this family tragedy that happened to this pro- throughout this project. And you know, again, I don't mean to be too like sort of like uh, like mean or brazen about it, but it just stinks of like a really 
kind of like Joel said, like hacky or even tacky way of like trying I think to it's extremely to, hacky to to get people to like emotionally invested in this movie. You know what I mean? And with the trailer itself, um, I mean, it's basically. I mean, there's basically no weed in footage in there whatsoever, as far as I could tell. Obviously, there was some stuff that we didn't use in the theatrical cut that Snyder yeah. um, shot, but didn't edit. But mm-hmm. I really just think, like, you, I, I don't know. It's just so, so fucking perplexing why this song would be used. I just, I can't let wrap me, my head let around. Let me lay it. down I a just, scenario I can't for ra- you. Wrap okay? my head around it. Yeah. Let me lay down how I imagine it happened, okay? Yeah. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. Uh, Zack Snyder, Hollywood Hills Mansion. He's trying to go to bed, right? He's like laying down. He's flipping through Pornhub. He's like, man, I just like, there's nothing just right. There's no clips that I'm finding that's good. All my usual stuff's not working for me. He gets a call. They're like, yo, Zach. We got to get this choice for the song for the DC fandom Snyder Cut trailer locked tomorrow, man. We need you to tell us which one to use by tomorrow. And he's like, okay, fine. I got you, right? He hangs up the phone. He's like, wait. I can kill two birds with one stone. And he goes back, jerks off to Watchmen, and chooses Hallelujah. That's exactly how it went down. jerks off to Watchmen. He's like, damn, I did a really good job with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, obviously like that's pretty hilarious, but I think deep down what this really represents to me is like a a misunderstanding of like what that song is. Cause like in Watchmen, that song was used in an ironic way. You know what I mean? Like there's a, a deep sense of irony with the use of that song in that movie. And here it almost feels like he's going for the same thing, but what actually happens is Zack Snyder's owning him fucking se- his is owning himself. It's a cell phone, you know what I mean? And that's what I don't get is like you think you're being all witty and smart, and like there's all this subtext to like using this song, but no, you're just actually making yourself look like an idiot, and you're using a song that has been used to death since it was fucking recorded, and mm. like yeah. come on, you know and what I mean? And by yourself. Yeah, and it's just uh, from an original from a, sorry, a tongue twisted there. From an originality standpoint, I just don't think like this song carries the weight that Snyder actually thinks it does, and that's why, in my opinion, it's kind of a cell phone um, yeah. on his part. And jumping back to what that little interaction I was telling you about, I was like, so this this guy posts, uh, yes, Zack Snyder used the song you hate from Watchmen in the Justice League trailer intentionally. Like, I agree with that. He he used it intentionally. The question is: Is was the uh, was the result of that intention actually successful? And that's where you know, like my opinion probably differs from most people. Yeah. And so I responded. I said, "Sweet. So what you're saying is that Snyder owned himself with the music choice. Sounds about right to me, considering what we know about Zack Snyder." And then this fucking idiot. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say his name. His name is uh, Brian Davis, I think. Doctor Robot MD at Doctor Robot MD. He's like newsflash. Just uh, ZSJL, Zack Snyder Justice League, is a niche streaming product whose sole purpose is to drive HBO Max subs. This song choice was meant to troll you and celebrate Zack Snyder fans. And here you are. It worked perfectly. It doesn't matter if you like him or this movie. I hope you watch all 14,000 seconds. And I'm just like, 
first of all, you don't think I fucking realize that this is a niche stream? Like, do you you know nothing about me, and yet you're making this fucking assumption about who I am and judging me as a person? Like, this is what I'm talking about, about the toxicity. Nobody's willing to have a fucking conversation. What I said was actually kind of a joke, you know what I mean? Like... It it was meant to be, be said in a playful way, but clearly this guy took it the fucking wrong way. And anybody who says newsflash, I like, know. Well, I, yeah, exactly. That's why I did my. That's why I did my um my Luke my Lucas Lee voice. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say I, I yeah. like your troll voice. Yeah, and and so and like I just, it's just funny because it proves my point that it's like oh this was meant to celebrate the fans and like troll the haters and it's like n- well. That's maybe what the intent was, but that's not what's happening because everybody else I'm seeing on Twitter and all these fucking critics I respect and all these people are being like, yo, that was fucking atrocious, you know? And that's not to say that those people um, uh, influence my opinion, but rather validates it, you know what I mean? That I'm not necessarily alone in thinking that this was a fucking terrible music choice. Um, so I don't know. I just think the logic is twisted there. And I think it's really funny. Like I didn't even respond to the guy because it's like, you're not even worth my fucking time to like explain to you that I halfway know what the hell I'm talking about. But yeah, the um, whole like niche market thing also boggles me. Yeah, exactly. It makes no Um, sense. (laughs) I'm sorry, but a DC movie is not a niche market. Yeah. A justice league movie. Yeah. It's a four quadrant movie, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, look, I like even even if this song is the perfect song for this trailer, which it's not. Um, just like you've used it, like yeah, p- like pick something else. Yeah, there's so many other songs that could be good. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you don't see if if I'm if I'm wrong, please fucking someone tell me. Like I can't think of any major director who's like reused such a popular song in multiple films. Like it's just not, it's just not commonplace to do so. So it's like, it's just such self filating Zack Snyder behavior to do such. I believe. Yeah. I can't, I I, I definitely can't argue that. That's for sure. Um, um, do we think dark side looks cool at least? I don't know. Cause I, I don't, I, I think the design is cool. I think it looks like a fucking video game cutscene. And like people were tweeting, like I sent you guys that one, like, bro, you waited and bitched at people and cried and wailed like a child for three years for this. Yeah. Like oh, really? Can we talk about how Corvus Glaive is in this movie? Like, yeah. no, actually it was like the guy who's the guy from ready player one that TJ uh, Miller plays. That's who it reminded me of actually. Oh yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, sh- uh I can't remember. I rock. I rock. That's right. Yeah. I actually rewatched that movie recently. Pretty fun still. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, uh, so getting off the topic of the toxicity and the music choice in the trailer, I have to admit, there's some like really cool stuff in this trailer, visually speaking. But here's the problem is that we all know Zack Snyder can create really awesome, really sweet, memorable visuals. The problem for Snyder is that he couldn't tell a story for his fucking life. Right. Yeah. And the issue I have, especially with the song choice taken into account, is that and it's kind of the same thing with Watchmen to a certain respect. He does not understand these fucking characters. He proved that with Batman versus Superman. He even proved that further with us, even though we haven't seen his full version of Justice League. We know that he, he took part in the theatrically released version, even though there's, you know, it's a mixed bag, so to speak. 
Yeah. I just don't think that he's proven with this that he understands these characters. Like, and whether or not it has a shiny fucking CGI code on it or not, like, it's still going to be poor characterization and a terrible story. And the thing is, is that the story, and I've actually the only one that, like, has seen Justice League multiple times, the theatrical cut. Um, I haven't seen it once. I know. And Lauren, I think you've seen it once, right? I've seen it once. I saw it. Because you were saying you were, like, kind of having trouble, like, remembering, like, what. Like what is new and what wasn't, right? Yeah, that kind of thing. I would have to go watch yeah, you'd have Justice to. League again to see. I mean, yeah. I, I there was definitely some stuff in the trailer that I did recognize. Yeah. yeah. Um that must have been something he shot before Just mm-hmm. took over. Yeah. Um but yeah, overall, um yeah. I'd have to I'd have to check. So just just think about this. A lot of the stuff Joss reshot was like they were reworking the story and so most of the stuff he shot were, were like dialogue scenes. A lot of the action was was Snyder's um there you know whether it was condensed or truncated, you know, in in the in the final edit is probably a possibility. There's probably a lot more beats and stuff going on. Um but at the end of the day, like a good chunk of I would be willing to bet that 60 to 70 percent of the footage in the original Justice League was shot by Snyder and then edited by um, by Joss. And, uh, you know, I just there's not there's definitely some new stuff in here. But at the end of the day, the story is still the same. The same, this, the, 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 the key turning points, the key beats in the story are still the same. And whether you fill those with like a bunch of cotton candy and fluff, like who cares? Like the story is still the story. And putting, you know, uh, 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 instead of having it be Steppenwolf, like putting Darkseid in there or redesigning Steppenwolf, like just putting a fresh coat of paint on a character is not going to change the fact that it's still a shitty character. And yeah. Steppenwolf was like atrocious, one dimensional, nothing villain. So you yeah. think this is actually going to like help make the movie better? It'll make it look cooler, but that's about from, it. Yeah, and from what I know about Darkseid is like unless you have built him into the universe, yeah. which you haven't because you haven't done a bunch of standalone films, yeah. is that he's going to come off the same way. He's going to come off as one-dimensional, yep. wanting to destroy the world or whatever the fuck Steppenwolf wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like without uh, without substance, without world building, yeah. Like just because you put dark side in it, which is what everybody wants, he's not going to be any better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The character design isn't even great on him. Like you were saying, no. like he looks like a rip off Thanos. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a, a, a way worse than a rip off Thanos. Thanos was a freaking revolutionary achievement in in visual effects. Like what they did with that character yeah. is still like mind blowing. I mean, they you could literally see the pores of sweat and the hairs on it. Like it's yeah. incredible what they were able to do with that. And this it feels like Green Lantern where that movie opens up with feels <laughs> like a fucking Mass Effect cutscene, you know? And the same thing feels here. It's like it feels like it could be a scene. You could have literally dropped that opening shot of 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 Darkseid into the Suicide Squad trailer and I'd be like, "Yeah, those were made by the same people." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. it's one of those things. And you know, one of the one of the complaint or one of the things online that people were like, oh, but you know, it's just a rough version of visual effects. Like it's gonna look much better when it's done. It's definitely gonna look much better. And I'm like, will it though? Like how what, much yeah, better can it physically I mean, look? Because 
the last version of this film yeah. did not do well in the effects no, and, department and, either. And, well, the, uh, some of the effects were rushed, to be fair, on that one because they were reworking the movie and stuff. But that also does not excuse it by any means. But yeah. with this one, it's like it's not like Zack Snyder has like a money tree to like keep working on visual effects like until they, they're perfect. Like he's got $30 million to finish the fucking movie. And that's not just visual effects. That's sound. A, you know, a delivery pro, like all these things that come into play. Reshooting things. I don't know if they're actually going to do many reshoots. I, I don't think they have the budget for that. Um, but I think I think he said they were shooting new footage. Really? Okay. That well, if anything, it's just going to be like you know, small little bits here and there, little pickup bits. But I could be wrong. Yeah, but I doubt it. I, I'm I'm not sure actually what's going to happen on that front. I've I've heard both things in the rumor mill, so you know we'll actually yeah. see. But point being is that. This is basically a four-hour assembly cut with polished visual effects. Like, that's what it is. And as you know, assembly cuts are usually a filmmaker's worst nightmare. Like, every time I've viewed an assembly cut of one of my movies, I've been, ooh, you know what I mean? Like, you, it's soul-crushing. It's it's soul-crushing. Makes you question your choices. It really does, yes. you know? But then you have to overcome that and, like, all right, I got a fucking movie to finish and, you know, it is what it is. But, I, yeah, I just, I just worry that this is basically going to be a four-hour assembly cut. Yeah. That's why they're really I think that's why they're releasing it in parts is so you don't remember how the last part connects in no <laughs> physical way to the part you're currently watching. Yeah, exactly. Like they don't have enough footage to remake an entire movie. So if they release it week by week, you can't criticize like the connectivity of the film because there is no connect, you know, there yeah. is no It makes cut. it like it makes it like episodic more so than anything yeah. else where it's like, yeah. "Oh, I really like the first part, but the second and third parts and the fourth part were like really bad." Yeah, and if it jumps drastically from the first episode to the second episode, you know, it's not going to hit as hard as if it was all strung together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As a narrative thing, which is funny, too, because it's like the whole thing was like, you know, uh, like I I could send that tweet to you guys where it was like, oh, you know, like Zach's been fighting for his like creative vision and his creative vision needs to be fulfilled. Like these are all the things the fans are saying. And like he was the, the executives like ripped away and like tore away his livelihood because his creative vision wasn't fulfilled, which is like something that every fucking filmmaker has to deal with anyways. And yeah, now, that's exactly the point. And like, now, and now they're like totally fulfilling his creative vision for a movie by turning it into a series. Like think about the twisted yeah. logic behind that. Like it's, it's, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The amount of directors that haven't gotten to make the movie that they wanted because the studio stepped in is like infinite. Like yeah. look, the movie came out. It wasn't great. Get yeah. over it. Move Seriously. on. Make another fucking movie. Make yeah. the sequel. Make yeah. the sequel better. Yeah, End dude. I want to. I want to see Thor: The Dark World. The Alan Taylor cut, guys. Come on, let's do it. Let's start the <laughs> hashtag now. But that's the point. Is like Marvel learned their lessons and moved on. They didn't stay stuck on this one fucking thing. You know what I mean? And so it's just like I don't know. I don't mean to make the Marvel comparison, but it's you know. It's there. I mean, it's hard not to. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's very hard not to. Yeah. We should probably move on from this. I've ranted yes. for way too long. Um, my favorite DC character is probably the Batman. Uh, I I I had to build the suspense. Yeah, of course, you got. I'm sure you guys all knew what the answer was going to be. Uh, but it's the Batman, and we've been hearing about this Matt Reeves movie for quite some. Time. Indeed. Everybody had everybody had plenty of shit to say mm-hmm. about Robert Pattinson being cast. 
Um, some people just had faith in the beginning. Some people were, you know, mild about it. And some people just straight up said, fuck that nerd from twilight. Um, yeah. who's laughing now, you guys, <laughs> who would, who would you, who would you say is laughing now? Is it us? Empire Robert? becomes the bat. Yeah. I would yeah. say our pats is laughing now. Yeah. Everybody, I think who talked shit about him being Edward from twilight yeah. and has actually seen this trailer is eating their words. Yeah. W- Five course gourmet. I will dinner. say that like his version of Batman or at least Bruce Wayne is definitely like a little bit emo. Like it's boarding on emo territory, but like in a good way, you know what I mean? I, well, yeah. Okay. Let's like, I guess we'll start there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think people are only saying that because of the eye makeup and I yeah, don't, yeah. and and I don't agree with it. He's shown nothing emo other than the eye makeup well, that's, that's, and that's just, but that's just logical. Yeah. Well, Every other Batman movie has just yeah. been wrong. <laughs> It's like, so cut my wrists and black my eyes. Well, you can see in every bat costume, he's wearing eye makeup. When he takes the cow off, he just doesn't have it on. Yeah. So it's not our Pat's fault that people are calling him emo. No, no, no. Every other Batman movie on the planet has just shitty. That production. Yeah. I don't don't want shitty continuity. I don't want this to be misinterpreted as a dig because I think it's actually kind of interesting. Like a Batman who's like a little like grown up but still little it's kind of like a more edgy version of what we saw in batman begins before he goes away and trains with raz al ghul and all that stuff like something that's like a little bit more edgy but also like um has a different kind of look to bruce wayne than we've seen before in terms of and which makes sense because there's a lot about this movie where where matt reeves was basically saying like this isn't the batman we know it's the batman we're watching the batman become the batman that we know if that makes sense Right. Well, it's supposed Without to be year two. Story. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, exactly. Yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be like well, he's that's, already yeah. become the Batman. Yeah. Um. And what I found, I mean, I what what I found most interesting from the trailer is seeing this relationship with Jim Gordon and Batman, mm-hmm. and they haven't even shot thirty percent of this movie, but you can already tell in the trailer that um, it, this is kind of pre. So the scene in the dark night where he becomes like the enemy yeah. of the police, right? Yeah. Like this is so pre like being Batman, mm-hmm. like the police are like accepting his help. Yeah. He's like, he's at the crime scene. Him mm-hmm. and Jim Gordon have a friendship. You know what I mean? Like yeah. um, it's so early Batman that like they don't, that, that like they haven't made a decision about how to handle this guy. Yeah, they're not yeah, quite they're sure so what he represents. Yeah, figuring yeah. it out. Some people trust him. Some people don't. Some yeah. people don't believe he exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You absolutely. Know, or and what capacity he exists? Yeah, which which makes sense because it seems like one of the big themes that this movie is going for, at least from what Matt Reeves was saying, was like sort of dealing with the corruption that's involved. You know, with Gotham and like having a figure like Batman, sort of being almost as mercenary type person, you know, and like they yeah. said, like not quite knowing how, what he stands for, even though we as the audience do. But, you know, it's funny though, because listening to to Matt Reeves talk about this movie, which by the way, if you haven't seen this panel, you need to go watch it because Matt Reeves is an A plus fucking salesman on this movie. Like he was just like, <laughs> yeah. yo, this is what this is happening. Like, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, yes, just eating it all up. Like <laughs> smorgasbord of Matt Reeves, you know, Batman stuff. And I think one of the biggest vibes that I got from this movie actually was something like Casino Royale, right? What was really, Mm -hmm. really amazing about Casino Royale is it took this dichotomy 
this this notion of who James Bond was and deconstructed him. You know what I mean? But it did it in a way where it's like he's not quite the James Bond that we know and love until the end of that movie. And he's fallible and he makes mistakes and he he really fucks up in a lot of ways, you know, and it's about him learning from that and actually becoming the the character that we know and i really see that being the case with this movie which makes me so freaking excited for it also because jeffrey rush is in both of those movies so there's that (laughs) (laughs) i really enjoy like homecoming seeing the character find his own without having to see an origin story exactly right i have to watch batman's parents die fucking one time holy crap yep um look it starts out with a fucking nirvana song like (laughs) if you want to sell me any harder than that you're gonna have to try like that's pretty good it's really funny because this both of these two last two trailers we've talked about are like a case study and like how music works really 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 effectively and how it just does just falls flat and like doesn't work at all and is laughable and it's just so funny seeing those two things those two things compared to one another Um, like if we want to talk about it I don't know if we want to talk about it just like from beginning to end or like just as a whole, but like yeah. the beginning, we just see what we then to come know is the Riddler uh, in this really weird costume, which I dig. It's not the Jim Carrey lime green suit. No. Um, it's, it's like you know, a, this a new... proto proto Riddler type. Yeah. Thing. yeah, I really dig it. And then we see Jim Gordon pretty early on. It's like, I, I don't know if there's anything cooler about this movie than the casting, you guys. Seriously. Yeah. Even, even, uh, yeah, I mean, so Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon, like, just so good. It's just so perfect. It's so fucking perfect. And I love that Matt Reeves, like, was like, yo, fuck everybody else. I'm going to cast the best actor I think is for this role. And then everybody can, like, make their judgments. Yeah. But, you know, I think if anything, this freaking, what, with 30 seconds that he's in the trailer, like, already sells him as the character like no questions asked just the mustache alone. dude it's so epic it's i wish i could grow a mustache that that good i'm like yeah that's a fucking jim gordon mustache right there yeah um so yeah there's that and then obviously the riddler stuff in paul dano and and we do hear a little bit of his sort of voiceover throughout the trailer yeah, which is and it's fucking menacing which man. doesn't the problem not the problem the 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 worry as much as i love paul dano and i think he's going to be a great riddler the worry i had is that he can sometimes be a little like whiny in his movies. Like I think of like mm-hmm. uh like there will be blood or you know things like that where he's kind of uh, like Looper, his little bit in Looper. He's like trying to be all like you know um sort of worked up and all these things, and he just comes off as a little childish and whiny. But I was really really impressed with his voice in this movie because I could barely tell that it was even Paul Dano. Like you could yeah you could yeah. hear it if you really listen for it and if you know his work, but. If you don't, like, it's it's such a transformation just from the, the vocal standpoint. So Oh, I had to have it confirmed for me on Twitter. I was like, oh, shit, that was, that yeah. was Paul Dano? Yeah, That exactly. seems to be a, a running theme with this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Which, hey, I mean, that's probably yeah. a good thing, right? They're getting people to talk about it, and the movie's not even going to come out till like, what, 2022 now, I think? I think they pushed it back a full year. Yeah. So we still got, like, 18 months at least until this movie comes out. But um, The trailer said 2021. Oh, did it? Oh, I thought yeah. they I thought they pushed it. Well, hopefully that'll still stay. I think it's stay. October. I think it's October 2021 still. Oh, that'll be interesting to see. If, well, I mean, they've started filming again, so we'll see. Yeah, another big mystery on Twitter was is that Colin Farrell? I'm we're still I think the jury's still out on this one. Well, we got the well, tweet from the makeup artist, right? 
Yeah. Yes, we had, we've, we've been talking about it all week, you, but I think the answer is in. Do you think it could be a ruse, though? That's my question, because especially with the no, Batman movie, so. they're trying to like sort of keep like, do you think it could be some sort of like misdirection or something like that? No, it definitely to me seemed more like the makeup artists were like, oh, the trailer's out. We can talk about it now. Not like they were in on the marketing scheme. I, I would, I yeah, would, I would believe that, but that's also just you know, like Warner Brothers and their marketing schemes are you know um, in depth. Let's say sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah, I also wonder if like, like you said, they've only shot thirty percent of this film. Yeah. Do we think maybe they'll read? do the makeup design throw us off or like we talked about when we were trying to figure out who it was this weekend um is it a disguise like the penguin in disguise that's Mm. not what the penguin always looks like yeah that could be very true yeah i mean there's definitely a lot of mystery in terms especially because we i think we only get that one shot of him in the trailer i don't think we really see much else and to be fair i mean they that could have just been like for all we know a test of something like the, the, I mean, the way, you know, shooting schedules work and like, obviously we know this, but for the audience, like is, is, you know, people work in chunks. They're, they're, they're scattered. So like, even though, you know, the movie's 30% in, in, into filming so far, like Colin Farrell could not be till the end of the schedule or something like that. Right. So we don't even know if he's filmed anything for this movie yet. So I think there's a lot still up in the air, but you know, I would take this at face value, pun intended for now. I mean, also though, looking back at it, the post that was made um they only hashtagged colin farrell Mm -hmm. they didn't flat out say like yes this is colin farrell but did they hashtag any other actor no well but that is you know that is what's trending you know um Mm. also we do see him actually he is the guy in the car oh okay okay oh the guy that's like this guy's crazy Yeah. yeah 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 Um, and actually this screenshot of him in that i see it more being colin farrell yeah look we're talking about this now as if like how could that be colin farrell but i remember when they cast colin farrell everyone was like well how can he be the penguin so they could have listened to the first (laughs) round of fucking complaints yeah made him fatter like the penguin and now people are like that's Colin Farrell, and it's like, God, this is just the yeah. same fucking problem. Like, well, like you can't make that, everybody happy. I don't know that people are complaining about no, it though. I think, I think people, it's more of a like, wow. Yeah. Well, it's like question transformed him and questioning it too. Like we have been, you know, where it's like, uh, is this really him? But yeah. yeah, I mean, like, like, like you said, Lauren. I think if the if it is true, like, the, uh, we know who's winning the be- the best makeup Oscar next year. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's gonna be no question. Like. Um, yeah, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, so um, we get we get a couple really quick flashes of like the way he fights. We get mm-hmm. to see the Batmobile. We hear Andy Circus as mm-hmm. Alfred, but we don't get to see him, yep. which is upsetting. In my uh, YouTube breakdown, I talk about how because the movie's only thirty percent done, it's possible they haven't even shot anything they with Alfred haven't. yet. That's my um, guess. So we, but 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 you know, it's easier to get him to do like a voiceover. Yeah. Um, it's really cool to see the way he fights, man. It was oh, so good. Yeah, it's. I still think it's like more brawling than like you know. It's like not Batman Begins where he goes and trains with the ninjas. Like yeah. it's still very early Batman where he's just like just beating it's, the living hell out of somebody. It's pure rage. Yeah. It's pure rage, yeah. which is perfect, you know, for like 
for that character arc of like Batman learning to become Batman or at least the Batman that we know, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. We also, uh, by the way, we see a few shots of, 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 uh, Zoe Kravitz as um, Selena Kyle, Catwoman, which is, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, so yeah. good. Uh, literally being a cat well, burglar. Her beanie Matt, has the little cat ears. Yeah. yeah, Matt did say in the panel though that she's not Catwoman. She is exactly. Selena in this yeah. film. Yeah. So she's totally. She's not yet, and then a, mm-hmm. I don't think she even becomes Catwoman technically in yeah. this film. Yeah. Totally. So the shot so. of her beanie with the little cat ears. That's just it's her. I think like heist. Yeah. Wardrobe thing. Exactly. She's not officially like supervillain totally. Catwoman status. It's it's in the same sense of like. Batman's still becoming Batman, and right? You know, yeah, it's that year she's... two, year one deal. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm just she's just so perfect for that character. Like that's just gonna be, mm, it's gonna be so good. Um, and let's see, what else do we see? Um, we kind of get that shot at the end of like the Riddler with like it almost looks like like he has like a duct tape mask himself or something like that. Like it. Does appear to be that way, yeah. With like glasses taping everybody else, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then of course, like you said, the the Batmobile, which we've seen pictures of, but actually seeing it, um, you know, in motion, I guess if you will, is really cool. Like that's just basically like a hot rod, you know, like a sports car, like it's a souped up sports car. Cool, I'm in, you know, yeah, with flames. Dominic Toretto and Batman linked up, and he fucking (laughs) yeah, fucking hooked him up. He's like, he's like, yo, Dom, what up? Yeah. Um uh, I'm curious as if to are they gonna in the adaptation of Long Halloween, are they just making Riddler holiday killer or are we still gonna see holiday at all? Or that's what I was wondering because like the cards that are being left are yeah. from Riddler, uh, but do we know for sure they're from Riddler know. though? I mean they have they they rhyme and there's like like a riddle at the bottom you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's like the code like to decipher yeah. on the bottom i wonder it's though if they're gonna Riddler be heavy. like if the cards are different holiday cards yeah right. like they might so what i'm saying is like yeah. are we gonna get holiday yeah. or is riddler taking holiday's place yeah i don't know i f- it's tough it's tough because like again we don't it it depends how close of an adaptation they're trying to do like for instance like we don't know if jokers in this movie for for you know for that uh, in that case like there's oh, a lot of right can you we talk I mean? about the dude that he beats the shit out of they all kind of looked like they've yeah. got some joker makeup on yeah which would be really so, cool to just s- settle that in there and like lay that groundwork even though we don't actually see joker in the movie like that would be a great way to just do some world building yeah like being able to see maybe so like they don't have to be the main bad guys, but seeing hints yeah. of other bad guys in the world. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. Or and maybe maybe Riddler's working with Holiday. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, know. you know, it's we'll, we'll have to see exactly how close this is. Because, I mean, technically, The Dark Knight is an adaptation, a partial adaptation of The Long Halloween as well. Because Two-Face's arc from The Long Halloween is basically right. used in that movie. Not verbatim, but it's it's a pretty similar. And yeah. so, you know, it just depends how the filmmakers want to interpret it and, and cherry pick what they want to use and, you know, do some things that are different. So, I, you know, again, it's hard to say until we actually get a trailer where, like, kind of the plot is laid out a little bit more, more concrete Once they facts. shoot more of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm really, I'm, really loving, um, I'm really loving the look of everything, the feel of Gotham City, which, which Matt Reeves talked about, like, going to, um, was it Scotland or Ireland? I think they're shooting in the D- UK. 
Oh, I thought it was in Dublin or something like that, but you yeah, can't, I can't remember. But... He did say a specific location. Yeah, and, and I remember I remember it being in the UK, so it's probably not Dublin. Well, I, it, I know they were shooting in London as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're probably shooting multiple places. Exactly, but whatever it may be, I just love that Matt Reeves is at least trying to like create a new aesthetic for for this movie yeah. in the way that Nolan created a new aesthetic for like his vision of of that character. So yeah, I mean everything about this trailer is just awesome, exciting. I'm pumped. I honestly haven't read anybody's reaction or uh, talked to anybody who didn't like this trailer. So let's put it that way. Hmm. Yeah, how do you, how do you guys feel about the bat voice? So we get one I like clip. It. I like we it. get yeah. one clip. I'm, I'm vengeance. fine with it. I like it's it. not. It's not. Where's Rachel? No, it shouldn't be. Right, that's what I'm saying. I it, think it's a better choice. Yeah, it's like kind of in that weird spot between like what Keaton did and like not necessarily Bale stuff, but like um, well, I guess Val Kilmer more so than anything else in terms of Batman and stuff, and like having an imposing presence, but like also being like less brooding and a little bit more not not quite soft spoken but like has a little bit of a softer touch to their voice you know and yeah. I, like i like that i think that's a really interesting take yeah i really want to see if the rest of that scene is the whole quote which is i am vengeance i am the knight i am batman you know what i mean yeah. they show they show from that same scene later in the trailer they show him like presumably after beating the shit out of the guy he st- like him like rising up to the rest of the group yeah and i and like I, I would love if the rest of that quote was like, "I am the knight, I am Batman." Yeah, definitely. All I want to know is where is our shirtless Arpats scene? That's that's what we need in the trailer. That'll really sell it. <laughs> it's coming. You yeah. know, you know it's coming. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> At the very end, when he takes the helmet off, you know, like the rest of it's gonna be him just like taking off. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's just, just gonna just get naked after doing that. a strip tease. Yeah, people. I really want to see. I already talked about. Um, Mr. Circus, I want to see fucking John Turturro as Carmine Falcone. Yeah, yeah like, that's going to be I can't one. wait for that. That's like, I want to see one. some uh, Turturro mob boss action. Oh, my God. It's going to be so good. It's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah, me too. Uh, presumably, presumably, we're going to have to wait a while because if they've only just started production back up, the next trailer is probably quite a ways out. Yeah, I'd probably say, well, what's the next DC movie to come out? Um, theatrically, at least, not kind Wonder of Woman. standard cut. Wonder Woman. So, if what's, that, what's after? What's after that, though? I don't even know. You're asking. You're asking um, the wrong fans. I know. Well, yeah, no, I'm just. Remember. I'm just question. I'm speaking out loud. But point yeah, being yeah. is, I think we'll see it uh, attached to whatever releases after Wonder Woman. I mean, unless Wonder right. Woman comes out next year, like next summer, which who knows? But uh, yeah. I mean, like it was summer. also listed on Mission Tiki's coming soon, so really? I don't know if they're oh. going to push it or not. That would be cool. be cool. Definitely. So. Jinx, you owe me a soda Jinx. at Mission Tiki. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me a ticket. Um, <laughs> one other piece that came out of this panel was uh, the Gotham PD series. Yes. Oh, yes, yeah, right. Development. Yeah. So. Which which is really interesting because it it seems like that kind of came out of this story where it's like we mm-hmm. you know we want to be able to explore the corruption and and also like sort of Jim Gordon's rise to to prominence you know which is kind of what the year one story is about anyways like it's not really I mean Batman is kind of a secondary character in that story um, yeah. and so I'm all for that at first I was like oh are they just doing Gotham again but if they take this tone. And this mythology that they built in the movie that seems really, really interesting, and they apply that to the show, I'm, I'm sold. I, I'm, in, I'm in. You know. Yeah, I wonder too if 
Jeffrey Wright will be in it as Gordon. Yeah, or not. that's what I'm saying. It's got to be like, so. or if it'll build to him yeah. later How connected down the line. Is it I don't know. Gonna be well. That, it sounds like they will be using it to kind of connect the yeah. DCEU, yeah. which is which um, TV and film. So. Absolutely, which could be really cool. Like even if you you're just seeing like the sort of lower ranks, like you're not even dealing with the commissioner and all these people that we see in the movies. Like you're dealing with like the the guys on the streets, you know, and that could be actually really interesting too. So. Yeah, and it. I wonder, like, what doors that opens for a kind of lesser-known villains or lesser-done mm-hmm. villains yeah. that maybe aren't quite worthy of... Like Calendar Man? Calendar Man! Yeah, <laughs> the, you know, that aren't quite worthy of Polka cinematic Man. releases, yeah. but could be a fun, you know, episode here or there. Oh, yeah. I guess in the sen- same way that Gotham did some of that, but yeah. better. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> A really Definitely. big comparison I was seeing on Twitter which, uh, for this trailer was to uh, the David Fincher movie, Seven. Indeed. That's big. And I got big such seven a vibes. Seven vibe, and I yeah. love it. It is the first, like, detective Batman movie we're going to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I did. Go ahead, sorry. No, no. I was going to say, did. I think one of the things that, like, really hasn't, and I thought actually thought about this for a long time when I was writing those articles on which batman stories to do but one of the things that i think actually that that none of the movies have really ever done in terms of the detective aspect is given us insight into batman's like sort of mode of thinking right in the comics like you see you 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 watch and hear and read him sort of figuring all these things out and deducing all these things through his sort of like internal monologue in movies you can't really do that although i think there is a way to do it but what i would really love is if the movie kind of hones in on 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 the detective work but also how fucking smart batman is you know and really get into the nitty-gritty of that like i think that could be really interesting take that like hasn't been done before and whether they do that in this or um something else like you know hopefully i'll get to make that batman movie one day but um (laughs) but uh but yeah i just hope that they that they dive into more of that like psychological aspect of the detective work i mean with 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 the riddler having all of these clues it definitely seems like that's gonna be well that's yeah the point of the movie that's yeah. kind of what i'm hoping for i just wish that they like i not wish i hope that they sort of figure out a way to 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 bring that into the movie without it just having like without just it just being subtext i guess if you will yeah well i mean sense. hopefully with all of this like seven vibe they just fucking watch seven and yeah. take a page like straight <laughs> yeah. out of the book yeah and then all of a sudden morgan freeman is playing uh, commissioner gordon no, he still plays <laughs> Lucius Fox. There you go. There you go. That just actually... stays the same character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, so I don't know if there's much else that we haven't discussed. It's, I'm trying to think of anything else, but it's a pretty... we can keep talking about how cool it is to watch Batman beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah, I mean, we could do that <laughs> for like five hours. Five hour podcast. Woo! Um, I mean, I think we're getting close at yeah. this point. No, I know. Um, yeah, we should probably be cutting it <laughs> off soon, but. Uh, <laughs> But any last thoughts on this trailer? Uh, implications, ideas, anything that comes to mind? I want to see if it's if it is holiday. I want to see holiday be stretched out to the third movie. Ooh. Um, if it is just the Riddler taking the place of holiday, I would also like the same thing. I want to see <laughs> like a trilogy of like Batman oh. not being able to 
overcome this problem with you know smaller rogues gallery in each film like the penguin in this one maybe two-face in the next one um but i don't want to see him just like defeat both villains in this movie then there's two villains in the next movie that he defeats and then there's two more villains in the last film you know what i mean yeah like i want i want paul dano's riddler to be like this like i'm better than you and i will be until the end yeah Yeah. i also just kind of based on what matt was saying about this movie and the rogues in this movie um i do kind of wonder though if they are going to do that and kind of stretch multiples across the trilogy because like you said you know selena isn't catwoman yet and he said oz yeah he's penguin but that's a nickname that he has that he hates he's not the mogul the crime mogul that we know yet so i wonder if in seeing the growth of batman from year two on if we're going to get these repeat characters as well. I, I, it'd be cool. I would, that would make a lot of sense to me because what you're doing is you're getting to that point of like the, the rogues gallery and Batman, that point that everybody is familiar with that jumping off point, you know? Right. And by doing that, what you do is you allow these characters to sort of like develop and live in that world. That's kind of like to a much shittier respect, but that's kind of what Gotham did. You know, it's like, yeah. it sort of ends where a normal Batman story would begin. Um, yeah. And I really like that aspect of it. So hopefully they will do that. Yeah. Time will fucking tell. Indeed. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this episode of Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. I apologize that we had to talk about so much DC stuff. Uh, Taylor, where can everybody find you on the Internet? It's OK. There'll be a Marvel reckoning soon. Uh, you can find me at <laughs> Twitter uh, on Twitter at Taylor Salen. Um, and yeah, that's my main point of correspondence at this point. Beautiful. What about you, Lauren? I am at underscore Miss Pixie underscore on Instagram and also follow at Boomstick Theater on all the socials for some fun upcoming projects. Perfect. Uh, As you know, I'm the LA Nerd on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I actually did videos about most of this shit today nice. that are going to be up there very soon uh, the Batman, Wonder Roman 84, and uh, the Snyder Cut videos are going up tonight the batman one just finished uploading actually uh watch all of those follow fan theory tv for my new show we watch weed and firefly and as always subscribe and comment and like pop pop the pop culture podcast make sure to quick plug make sure to check us out on spotify because we're on spotify now we also did just drop on spotify as well if that's where you prefer to get your podcast i understand spotify is a premium service you probably pay for it so why not pay for the best pop 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 culture podcast (laughs) comment like share nerds bye peace